Ladies and gentlemen, Governor Andrew Cuomo recently announced that he thinks we need to reopen the economy. We can't do it soon enough. We also heard from Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago that bars and restaurants need to reopen. I wonder what caused the sudden change of heart from their previous positions that basically defied the science. Since the start of the COVID restrictions, there have been some people who have been standing up saying it's unconstitutional and it's unreasonable. Early on, many health experts and scientists were saying, how about we protect the vulnerable? We protect those with pre-existing conditions and comorbidities, and we allow young, healthy people to work because the science wasn't out to justify destroying the economy. Well, there was one gym that defied the lockdown in a variety of ways, but uh, joining us now, we actually have the, the owner of that gym, Ian Smith. Thank you for having me. But uh, but you were still following like social distancing and masks and all that stuff, right? Yeah, we opened up with a 15, we opened up with a 15 point safety protocol, um, when we reopened, we didn't do it to be defiant. We didn't do it to um, to push back against government. We did it to provide a solution where there was none. You know, they said 14 days and seven weeks in, we were still being told to be patient. Uh, and we were still being told that there was no plan to reopen. So my partner, Frank, and I put together our own plan. Um, we social distanced. We have temperature checks at the door. We have a entirely touchless system coming in. We had contact tracing. We have record of every single person who's been in the facility, when, what time, what their temperature was, with a health questionnaire that filled out, so, so on and so forth. You guys took it seriously. Very. But you were just open. And for that, you were fined a ridiculous sum of money. And so the big story, which was, we'll, just, we'll get into in, in, as we, after we do the general intros, is that uh, the government stole $173,000 out of your bank account. Now, I know some people are like, it was a fine. You know, someone said, if, if you can't handle the fine, don't do the crime. Well, you're still in court over this. Correct. Like they, they, they took it before there was even a ruling on what was going on. And it was your legal defense fund, wasn't it? It was. We we haven't charged our members since the beginning. So that was all donations towards the legal defense fund. So we'll, we'll that, that'll be, that's the big story we're covering. We got a lot more going on. I mean, so uh, it's, it's, you know, it's really interesting. We have, we're particularly fortuitous in getting our guests because there's always always some big story happening around the guests that we bring in. I don't know how it how it happens, but in Tunisia, 600 over 600 arrests as riots break out because they're defying the lockdowns in the Netherlands. Over 100, I think 142 arrests in mass riots. 142 arrests is huge for riots. I mean, the, you, you rarely see that. I, rem I remember during Occupy Wall Street, they'd be like, wow, 70 people arrested. It's a mass arrest event because they'd, they'd have to bring in two buses. Now, in the Netherlands, 142 people are arrested. Some officers were injured. A horse was injured somehow. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting uh, it's getting out of hand. And it's weird now that we're seeing some Democrats come out like, oh, they're going to change their mind. So we'll see how that all plays out. And then we've got some other stories. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So naturally, there are some events and we'll have some cultural commentary on twerking for Martin Luther King Jr. I'm down. People want to celebrate however they want. That's fine. So, of course, uh, Ian Smith from Atlas Gym is joining us, but we also have Luke Rikowski writing things down. Well, Ian, I'm very happy you're here. Feel free to move the microphone a little bit closer if you want. And he's going to be providing us very important feedback on the Radowski Gym that we just established here <laughs> on the Beanie Compound yes. uh, location. So uh, we got we got that looking forward to. And uh, welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Luke Rodowski, and I run the YouTube channel We Are Change, and I'm here volunteering my time. Man, it's so great when other Ians are here. <laughs> Confusing. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Dude, so COVID's in the food supply, apparently, according oh, yeah. to some Chinese yeah. study. They found it in ice cream, thousands of pints of ice cream. Apparently, they think it can live in animal fat. So that 
is sending me on another twisting uh, wormhole. They can take our gyms, but they can't take our ice cream. I, I think this should be front page red alert news from the D- World Health Organization that COVID can live in food. Wait, this is a Chinese study, though? Are we trusting it's a Chinese, Chinese studies? <laughs> Are we trusting Chinese and studies? No. They told us there wasn't any virus um, before. Yeah. You know, yeah, don't they, worry about it. They put doctors and journalists in jail for telling everyone that there was uh, something going around. That's so, logical. Uh, yeah, yeah, makes you know. sense. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic. Well, but, uh, <laughs> but no, no, Ian is, is correct. Is it ice cream? It's yeah, they COVID, think so. they don't know much about it yet, but they think an employee get or a group of employees put it into the ice cream, maybe, and then so it's, it's just, like dormant, frozen. It, it it's can, like it can live in like, the you frozen. Ever, you, ever, you ever see that episode of The Simpsons where Homer buys the orange juicer, and then like in Japan, the guy coughs into it, and then they seal the box, and when he opens it, the f- Japanese flu hits him in the face, and he's like, ah, and he mm-hmm. screams, and. Oh, there's a whole thing. You guys that like, just follows along the theme of The Simpsons just predicting everything. Yep. So Seriously. This is, this is just another one. Just yeah. chalk yeah. it right up. When 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 COVID first started, a lot of people were like, another Simpsons prediction. It's like it's a funny bit where like uh, Chief Wiggum is running down the street and he sees the cloud of germs chasing him and just <laughs> shooting at it. Anyway, anyway, of course, Sarah Patch Lids is here. She's pressing all the buttons. I am here in the corner. I'm a member of the Rudowski gym downstairs. That's right. And uh, I'm excited for this evening. We're, we're, we're growing in membership. I'm excited. Yes, so. I'm stoked. It's going to be great. It's like, be, it's like a treadmill. And what is it? A power cage? Is that what it's called? Power cage. Yeah. yeah. Power cage. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. There's a bench. That's and, true. And yeah. uh, you know, it's fun. Like well, let's uh, let's let's do this. I'm going to pull up this news story, but then I'm going to throw it to Ian because you know, well, you're the expert. The story's about you. But this is what we have from Fox News. New Jersey gym co-owner says state seized legal defense funds. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do this. I totally forgot. We have a sponsor. I was Ooh. Waiting. I was like, yeah. I'm going to read this news, and I'm like, no, 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 no. no. We have a sponsor. People are excited. Uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to to PocketNet. Yes. Go to PocketNet.app and become a member. It is the first fully decentralized social network, and that's actually extremely impressive. So in the in the script in the description below, you will see a link to the site where you can sign up. They're sponsoring the show. I'm eternally grateful for this. And I got to admit, um, you know, we talked about it last week. Ian and I kind of talked about it because decentralization is the only real solution to the censorship problem. Because even if you're setting up your own infrastructure, there's always some chain link that can be snipped out by some authoritarian or enough enough pressure can get blocks put on. And there, there's even instances where Google seized the domain of some websites, just seized it outright using their power to block people from being able to go to certain websites. So with PocketNet, you sign up, decentralized, and they say this. What makes them different from all the big platforms, there is no central authority or corporation. The platform is run by equal nodes on a blockchain. All revenue is split between node operators and content creators. Node operators stake PocketCoin in order to mint blocks with rewards and transaction fees. Half of rewards in each block go to content creators based on ratings their content gathers from users. I'll be completely honest. Um, we, you know, we get a, a series of sponsors and I'm not usually this excited about a project. So. It looks pretty good. Ian, what do you think? Yeah, I made an account on PocketNet. I really like it. Um, it's sl- You'll notice it's slow, I think, because when you make a post, it writes it to the blockchain. It'll say, like, writing to the blockchain. Wow. And then they pay you. I got a couple of pocket coins from, like, interactions, so the crypto market is is thriving. Um, they said specifically that the app that you get from Google right now and PocketNet.app website are ultimately not... It's it's They're good. They work, but... They're still centralized. Google can take it down. So they said, if you really want the unstoppable pocket net to go to their GitHub, 
Um, they have a link from their main account on PocketNet. When you sign up, you can find their main account and they'll link you to their GitHub. And then you get the desktop app, which cannot be censored. It's a decentralized app. If there's it's, at least a few people hosting it around the world, it stays we've, up. We've repeatedly talked about this. You know, look, when we do sponsor spots, we normally don't go, don't go this in depth, but we've talked about it a lot on this show that we need a social network system that's powered and structured totally decentralized and there have been a lot of attempts at it over the years so check out pocketnet.app in the description below and special thanks to them for sponsoring the show but also don't forget go to timcast.com become a member help support the show we're gonna have more and more members only content coming up soon and if you want to get the exclusive i am a gorilla t-shirt go to timcast.com click shop and you should find the i am a gorilla shirt we've already sold over 600 of them and we're going to be releasing a tinfoil hat edition, special edition. We're only going to have it up for like a day or two. So we'll, we'll announce when that happens. Anyway, let's get back to the news. And uh, thanks to the sponsors. So this is a story from Fox News. This is where were we? New Jersey Jim co-owner says state seized legal defense funds amid battle over COVID fines. Quote, we had no money in our bank account. Ian Smith tells Tucker Carlson tonight. Well, I don't need to read this, but I will mention $173,613 stolen by Governor Phil Murphy and his cronies. But Ian's here. So, dude, what happened? So uh, just a regular day, you know, opening our gym. Frank, my partner, checked the bank account, and um, I believe it was Thursday morning, and it was bone dry down to the very last penny. With, was there was there was there literally like no like zero? There was zero dollars. No. Um, every they took everything. Um, and next to it, it, it had a, a you know a, a transaction for New Jersey state execution. You know, so for the total amount, for everything that was in the bank account. But like, how did they know what to request, or did they just say give us the? Account? I'm pretty sure they just called Santan, uh, Santander Bank and said you're going to empty this bank account now. Wow. And they said sure. And then did, did they tell you why they did it? No, we we've got no explanation from anybody. All right, so let's so let's let's break down the story real quick. Um, from the beginning, you guys were locked down like everybody else, and then one day you opened back up, and the governor was like, "Nah, none of that." So what happened? <laughs> uh, so about seven weeks into the lockdown, Frank and I decided that we were going to reopen. We were going to do so publicly, uh, not not because we wanted the attention, but because we wanted to present a plan to the public where all small businesses could use the same measures that we had um, adapted to their own business. We were looking around, I think like most people had started to at that point and saying, a lot of this doesn't make sense. You know, the fact that all of these small businesses are villainized and deemed as unsafe, but you can slap a mask on your face and wipe your cart down and, and go have a, a frenzy in Walmart just wasn't really making sense. So we said, okay, we're going to devise our own safety plan. We went above and beyond. Uh, we went so far as to get uh, hydroxyl generators, which convert uh, um, humidity in the air to OH molecules, runs uh, 33,000 cubic square feet per, per minute circulating air. I mean, we, we did everything we possibly could to the point where if they told us we couldn't open, it would be absurd. Um, and then we opened. And we were met with the heavy hand of government on day one. And that just continued to escalate to the point where now, eight months into it, we have over 80 criminal and municipal charges. We've had our business license stripped. We've had a health department shut down. We've had our locks physically changed. We've had our doors boarded up. We've been arrested. Uh, we're fined $15,497.76 per day for every Whoa. day that we're in operation, um, which was originally a fine for being open. And then once gyms were allowed to be opened, they, the attorney general called us and said, you need to mandate masks. 
And uh, we said, no, we're going to make them optional because while working out, it's not really a smart thing to have your face covered. Um, and it even says in the executive order in New Jersey that opened sports that you shouldn't wear it during intense aerobic and anaerobic so activities. Wait, that's, that, that's the government's actual recommendation. That's the government's recommendation in the executive order that opened indoor sports. Yeah, they said it's dangerous to wear. But in the executive order that opened gyms, they said cloth face coverings are required, which is just like the government makes no sense. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not surprising at all. So, so I guess what I wanted to get to starting from the beginning is some, some people have already you know, commented in the chat that that money that was taken wasn't stolen. You're, it was a fine. You owed the government, right? Sure, sure. It was a, an unconstitutional and oppressive fine. The laws when it comes to fining businesses, um, I think the exact word they use is it should be a punitive sting. Um, and finding a small business that has only been open for less than two years, $15,497.76 per day is not a punitive sting. That's a death blow. Um, and even not, one day. Yeah, exactly. Even one day. I mean, our, our membership revenue is not that, that barely covers a month of, of memberships a month. You know, it, it just, it's, it's so out of proportion that, um, those fines are unconstitutional. So we've been fighting them ever since we're in the appeals process. So yes, we are fined. Absolutely. You know, p people are right when they say, you know, you're being fined. Correct. But the, the process is not concluded yet. So you're, you're actually, this, this was your legal defense fund. You were in court. In court. In so, active litigation in four different matters. And so before there was any resolution, they drained your accounts. Yep. So, so here's my question. Was this account an existing account you had or was it new and set up for legal defense? This was an existing business account, but the money comes almost entirely from our GoFundMe account which is where people donate either locally because we don't charge for it. We don't charge members. We haven't charged our members since April 1st. Um, first of all, we didn't, we didn't charge because we weren't allowed to be open. So we said, we're just open. You know, we mm. weren't, we weren't in it for the money. We were in it to, to win a legal battle. Um, but then after they stripped our business license, obviously we can't charge. So we haven't charged. It's all donations. And then it's t-shirt sales. Do you own the building? We do not, but our landlord is very accommodating. Oh, interesting. Very accommodating. Yeah, I, I wondered about that because there's other businesses too who have you know defied lockdown and things like that in various areas, and I wonder what the landlords are probably thinking, or what, you know, I wonder if the government's gone to them. But I, I want to get to the most interesting uh, aspect out, outside of this. So first, I just want to make sure we stress that was the legal defense fund for paying your lawyers to challenge the fines in the first place, and they went and they took your ability to defend yourself. That's crazy. But let me tell you, I'll, you know, what I think the craziest thing is. And you can elaborate on this. So actually, uh, I used to live right by your gym, like maybe like I think only like three and a half, four miles away. And we, we, we cruised over a couple times and talked to some of the locals. You weren't there. I'm not sure, you know, what had happened. But, you know, you guys had like the 14th Amendment written and put up on the windows and stuff. So uh, we went there after it was announced that your gym had been flooded. Yeah. And so we talked to some locals who told us something really crazy that someone stuffed paper towels into a it's like a sewage line a vent or something in the back <laughs> causing a backup and that's so this is what someone told me so tell me tell me if this is true or not someone there said that the previous day just before the flooding happened there were two squad cars blocking the alleyway behind both the entrance and the both entrances to the alleyway so there's like a single stretch that goes behind the, this this Correct. complex and they said that two squad cars were like blocking the road and the cops said you can't come back here go away 
Next thing they knew, someone back there jammed it full of paper towels and flooded the whole building. There was also a, a barrel of Belmar water truck back there, too. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. So wait, wait. Did... Coincidentally. Coincidentally. Mm-hmm. And that, so... was, that was one of seven times it happened. I think, I think when you guys were there, it was actually the first time. Yeah, the we've first had, time. We've had seven sabotages in oh, total. What, what, all the same thing, like jamming paper towels or what? The, the building is, is pretty old, so whoever is doing it, and, and I, I, I do not claim to know who, but it, it's definitely intentional. We've had multiple plumbing crews come out and say this isn't – I mean this isn't – you know, somebody took a big dump and, and you know had too much toilet paper. This is, this is a very intentional act. Whoever's doing it understands that we have a very old system and what they're doing is, is manipulating just a, a crappy old plumbing system. So what, it, it takes somebody who knows what they're doing. So, and, and just to clarify, did you witness a, a water truck and police cars blocking that area? We had pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Oh my God. So I didn't, I didn't personally witness it, but I had pictures sent in around it, that time that we reopened. We had so many eyes and ears on the place just because people were so invested in our story and invested in what we were doing that there were people sleeping out in the parking lot. Um, during the opening nights, there were people kind of surveilling the place. Sending us pictures, videos, the whole nine. Is it possible that the, the, the good-hearted police were guarding the water truck trying to save your business from the flooding? I mean, the water <laughs> truck came out to try and make sure, you know, oh, no, it's going to flood. We got to save this guy. It's, it's hard to imagine they would be doing anything else but that. Well, I was, I was, I, <laughs> I was going, going to ask you, how's your relationship with the police there? Because wasn't there one viral video of an officer refusing to kind of go through with the order? So, so how, how has that been? Can you explain to people what happened and, and your relationship with them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we notified the police we were going to open. We notified the mayor, everybody. So, and, and that was because we didn't, we, we don't want to blindside anybody. We knew a lot of people were going to show up and we didn't want to, to put the town in, in a, in a difficult position, in any more of a difficult position than we were putting it in. Um, so that video was actually from day one at right about 12 o'clock. They, they walked up and that was the now retired police chief or captain, captain, excuse me. Retired now. Yes. Retired. He was, um, apparently he was on his way out and he was done with the BS anyway. Huh. Ah. Um, but yeah, he came up and he said, you're all in violation of an executive order. And he took a nice long dramatic pause and he said, on that note, everybody have a nice day. <laughs> I remember um, that. Yeah. I saw yeah. That and it was funny because back then we were like, yes, we won. We did it. We did it. And, yeah. uh, Governor Murphy saw that video and 15 minutes later, the attorney general Gerber Gual called the Camden County prosecutor, um, or excuse me, the Camden County, she- yeah, Camden County prosecutor. Who then called the Belmar Police Department and said, if you do not get in there and take action, we are going to furlough the entire Belmar Police Department for Whoa. 60 days. Yes. And, was, the, and, the, so, and so the spineless Belmar cops came. And so went. the second lieutenant, who is definitely, uh, definitely a bootlicker, he was, <laughs> he was anxious to please Father Murphy um, and, and came up and handed us our first of 80 summons. Wow. Wow. First. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before he showed up and issued the summons, did he go to Murphy's house to lick his feet? Out of all the out of all the Belmar. So we have a great relationship with the Belmar PD. Most of them before COVID were members of our gym. Oh, cool. You know, Belmar and you're familiar with the area. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's a local blue collar kind of middle class area. So our gym is full of these kind of people. They're full of cops, firefighters, um, you know, active and and veteran military. Um, and it's a shame because they were put in a bad, very bad position. Most of them didn't want to be there from start. And then as it started to escalate, 
they were forced to do things yeah. that they didn't want to do. I disagree. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't people arrested uh, for just attending your gym as well? One person was. Okay. Uh, several people were cited, though. And fun fact, all of those citations are the only still existing COVID citations for any protesting during that time. Wow. All other charges have been dropped except any regarding Attilistian. What did they get charged I, I, for? Or what did they get? Violation of a governor's orders, which is this oh, archaic wow. statute from like 1890-something. You sure they, I, they didn't say decree? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I, this, this is why I say I disagree. Because I, re I remember watching this video where I'm not sure if it was you or somebody was saying, look, the cops are doing their jobs. They're being forced to do this. Nah, I, I think all, any one of those cops could have been like, nah. And then, they, and then it would have been done. They wouldn't have gotten rid of the police. They wouldn't have furloughed the department. If every single officer said, do it, furlough us. And then when you start getting phone calls and they call for your head, come, you come knocking, give us a raise, whatever. I've seen it happen in numerous protests. You're, you're right. You're right. But the it, cops it didn't would take, have, it would take that one person to, to say no. And then it, it would take the other people to get up on the dance floor with them. And yep. unfortunately, that doesn't happen enough. And if, but I if, agree with you 100%. If, if we had, uh, you know, we've had too many good times. Uh, this, this, this past several decades have been good times all around. And you know what I think I see, in my opinion, what's going on is these cops, many of them can see the suffering that you, that your, your customers, that your business, the local business are going through. And they can see the suffering of the middle class blue collar worker who can't feed his kids anymore. And you, they think, I don't want to be like them. I'm getting a paycheck. So I'll lick the boot of whoever it takes if I get my paycheck. So then, you know, the, the problem I see is, and with all due respect, when people say, well, they have no choice, they do. It's a job. They could say, I will not oppress my community for a paycheck. And if, if, if at once one person, two people, if all of these regular, regular guys who are in the department just said, you're not going to get me to do it because I go to that gym. They're going to get mad at me. I'm not going to be able to go out for beers with anybody anymore. Then they'd be like, sorry, governor, we can't do it. You got to bring in cops from a different city because these, these guys won't do it. Instead, they just say, sure, whatever. And then they get the other problem is there's no penalty for the cops who violate the constitutional rights of individuals. The First Amendment doesn't doesn't have their caveats. It, it doesn't. It, right. We have a right to assemble for whatever reason. Ian, let's go assemble to uh, play Magic the Gathering. Okay. There's no the, 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 the First <laughs> Amendment doesn't say anything about why you can assemble. Just no, that you just can. the right. Yeah. All it takes is for those cops to say, I won't violate the constitutional rights of these individuals. And then it would not happen. More than that. The problem is I don't think a lot of them are educated on that. I don't, I don't think when they sign up for the job these days, and, and that's, that, that doesn't excuse them by any, by any means. But I don't even think that's stressed anymore in the police academy. I don't think. You know, you know what, you know what I think? I think you guys are too good of people. Yeah. I think that's really it. I think you're, you're respectful and nice to these guys because you know, you don't want those cops to be out of work. You know, you want, you want everybody to be able to work, feed their families. And so you give them the respect they don't return. And so long as the community isn't willing to, like, you know what you need? You need like, uh, what, what, what did Jorge say? What's the, what's the slipper called that the, the mom waxed? Chancla. 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 Yes. Yeah. He was talking about how like, you know, what happens if you go against, you know, they, they, they hit you with the little yeah. slipper. You need, you need something like, uh, like a, a grandma to be like, young man, what are you doing? And have them be like, listen, it's not okay what you're doing to these people. But so long as the community says, thank you, officer, we respect what you're doing, they'll keep doing it. If you guys said, you do this, you're never welcome here again, they'd think twice. You're starting, I think you're starting to actually see that. You're starting to see the cops now get a lot of pressure from the right as frustration tends to mount. I think in the beginning of this, it was the, 
you know, uh, especially the right tends to be the the thin blue line crowd. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, Not anymore. Mm-hmm. And and it that definitely seems to be at least wavering a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because people are getting more and more frustrated, and, and they're saying. You know, they, they've tried everything. They're opening their business. They're doing, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to live their lives. They're trying to just not be bothered. And we're eight months in and there's still police officers who are going along with it. So people are, you, you're starting to get that sentiment where people are getting a lot less forgiving about, oh, you're just following orders. Yeah. I mean, I think t- you're going to see more of it too. You, you talked about some of these officers being ignorant, but. I know a lot of police officers that I that I always say not knowing the law is not an excuse for not following it. And and Fair point. and they need to really understand here this is so counterintuitive. We have these decrees by a Goldman Sachs executive who is now governor that is telling you no gym, no small businesses, no working out, no bettering yourself. Meanwhile, Walmart, liquor stores, all of them perfectly fine, but you're talking about you're in the business of making people healthy, right? You're in the business of Making people work out. Me and Lydia just started lifting literally like a week ago. Only once. We're already hooked and addicted to it because you feel great. It feels good. It feels amazing. But, but, but I, I, you know, and, and that's something that people are deprived of because of a Goldman Sachs executive saying, I know what's better for you. And they don't. Because if they did, they would have been talking about diet, nutrition, sleep, exercise. Almost everything the opposite of what they talked about. So so what you brought up is something very important. Uh, These officers need to know that they're a part of a larger problem that they need to realize. And they need family and friends to come together and shame them from doing the wrong thing and following people who are doing bad things. I I agree, but I'll push back a little Mm -hmm. bit. I don't don't like the shaming thing. It's like a very left-wing thing where they like... Chant shame. No, I you think... wanted a changla across their head. You know what a changla is? You know how it hurts. They hurt, man. Yeah, they hurt. I'm talking about someone's grandma bopping them on the head, lightly being like, well, how dare you? A well-placed changla will hurt. Yes. But I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying beat your kids. I'm saying you got some guys in his late 20s, early 30s, and his grandma's like, what did you do? Are you nuts? And then have him be like, okay, grandma. Well, that's what I mean. I agree with you on that point. The, I think you we know, need more of that. The problem I see is there have been these stories of like uh, leftist cafes where a cop will come in and they'll be like, get out. We don't serve your kind around here. No cops. And the cops are like, dude, what? I think that's crazy. You know, if, if it's, it's like, dude, we, I, 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 we need police. You know, I think, I think it was Brett Weinstein who said, a, 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 you know, a civilized society requires the police to be able to arrest people. Okay. And sometimes they make mistakes and there are errors. We have to sort through those things. I think when police brutality happens, it's horrible. It needs to be stopped. I think when police abuse their power, we got to call it out and we need some police reform because there's issues where I've seen, I've seen way too many examples of cops not being held accountable. But I think it's insane if you go around saying all cops are bad or whatever. And, you know, to, uh, to my good friend, Michael Malice, I mostly disagree. He says, he, he said all cops are criminals. I've actually heard him re, uh, what's the word? Uh, recalibrate that. Recalibrate. Yes, that's one yeah. way to phrase it. Uh, that wasn't what I was going to say. <laughs> what he, like, On his mind? show, yeah, he was saying they're, they're not all. They're not all horrible people. Huh. I, I, I was surprised to hear him say it. Cause well, because we had this conversation, and yeah. my thing is like, there's a problem with the culture. There's a problem with people refusing to hold them accountable. And, you know, for a long time, I think because the left irrationally attacked cops with all the riots, especially. Watching, watching the Minneapolis police department be burned down and the cops running for their lives as like riders are storming the building and torching it. And then you have in Portland where they barricaded the front and back. So there was no way out and tried burning the building down with people inside of it. I can sympathize with those officers like, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't like it getting tickets either, you know, but it's like, come on, man. You don't burn a building down with people inside it because you're mad that they're giving fines to people. They have quotas. But then the, the issue is because of that, 
I see a lot of conservatives who are defensive of police who will say they're just overly doing their jobs. so. Right, exactly. Overly so. Now and it's, it's now it's changing though. Where they threw the blue lives, the, the thin blue line flag on the ground and stomped on it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I I've been speaking in D.C. You know, for all these these past events and stuff, bringing in the small business aspect, and you're starting to see, especially D.C. at night when when Antifa and the Proud Boys tend to go at it. You know, um, neither side is very appreciative of the cops being there. You know, you're. You have the the leftist chant, you know, that um, that all cops are are bad, and then and then you have basically the right side saying, you know, why are you protecting these people? Let us take care of it, or yep. you know, and and what or why are you defending the you know the Antifa? You know, why why are you why are you holding us back? And they're they're getting increasingly frustrated, and I, I don't see it going anywhere except in that same direction, in a downward spiral, where they're going to be pitted between everybody. I you know. I, I think it's it's there's a lot of tribalism here, and I think you know like, like, like we were just saying you know a lot of a lot of people on the right were very defensive of cops. It was a cold wake up call when the conservatives were the ones getting arrested and smacked down. Yes, and, it was. You know I've seen a lot of peaceful, legitimate leftist protests. I, I like how they say you know like ninety three percent of all the protests were peaceful, and it's like okay, okay, I get it. No, but there, there were a lot. I, I've, I've, in my day, I've seen peaceful protests. I've seen the cops strike first. I've seen, you know, a cop walk up to a crowd of people in Ferguson and throw a flashbang at him for no reason. There was no order. There was no, nobody cared. And they just started this. And all of a sudden, boom, everyone went crazy and people were running and screaming. And then looters started looting in the chaos. And I'm like, why would they do that? And there's no accountability for that stuff. But you seeing that, I say, the, the logical solution is, well, we need some reform. Like, we need to be able to call that out. Journalists should film that guy. There should be video of it. Instead, we get a very extremist left view that all cops everywhere always are bad, burn down all the buildings, which is insane. And then on the right, you get this overwhelming forgiveness. I'm worried about what's going to happen when police have no support and we actually get a defund the police movement that has no resistance. Because I, I can't see conservatives being like, I'm going to keep sticking up for these people after my business was destroyed. You know, eventually the last. No, you're going to you're going to lose support from every side. And then these same politicians who have been chanting defund the police are going to have absolutely no opposition to it because all rational thinking is just going to go out the window because everybody's emotional at that point. And then the politicians are going to do what they do best and take advantage of a situation where people are pitted against each other and they get to do whatever they wanted to do anyway. You see what happened in Minneapolis after they voted to defund the police? <laughs> Yeah, the crime skyrockets. Crime skyrocketed, and they—they, they, I think they actually had to do a study as to figure out why. <laughs> That's so weird. Well, they—they they, they started getting a bunch of phone calls from angry constituents saying, "Why are people shooting outside my house? Why is crime skyrocketing?" And they—and they ran back in and said, "Can we take this back and bring the police back?" They already lost a ton of officers who quit because they were like, "You don't support us. We're getting out of here. You know, we're done." And so now crime remains very high. Crime is high across the board. But the cops that stayed, they stayed because they still had support. I can't imagine at this point. I mean, you got to be crazy. Look at what happened in New York City. You got to be crazy to live in New York and support the police. I'm sorry, man. Maybe, maybe upstate New York, but in New York City, the mayor, without any approval, painted a political slogan in the street, got a bunch of NYPD to protect it and actually arrest those who opposed it. And now they're lining up in front of bars, blocking people from walking into a building, doing something similar to what you guys did, opening, you know, but not selling stuff, doing donations. Yeah, I was at I was at Max Public House. For, you want to check it out? Yeah, I was there. I actually I spoke there and, and went up to show my support to Danny and them. And they had 20. Those were sheriffs. There's yeah. uh, they're basically uh, Cuomo's personal guard. 
I mean, it, seriously, because he had at that point he had lost the support of the NYPD. There was NYPD driving Whoa. by honking their horns. Wow! <laughs> they were driving up the street honking their horns well, in, in support. I can support that. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, that was the sheriffs who were doing that that day. Yep. Um, but they, I mean, that's exactly what they were. They were there to enforce his personal will. That's what it is. There's no, there's no statutory law by which he can do this. In fact, it flies in the face of the Constitution. And every time him, Murphy, Whitmer, you know, Wolf, when they do these things and then lose in the courts, they just, well, I'll do another one. And that's it. Snap their fingers. Okay, oh, 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 what's that? You sued. And now my executive order has been, you know, rescinded. Here's a new executive order, slightly different. Sue or they just one. come at you with another public institution. They'll bring in the health department. They'll bring in the zoning department. You know, and they just move right on to the next thing. Cuomo lost the support of the NYPD, so he shifted to the to the uh, sheriffs. Newsom lost the the support of the sheriff, so he went with the health department. Health yeah. department he can control very easily. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. You know, we got a lot to, lot to complain about in terms of the destruction <laughs> of the economy. But, uh, well, something's happening in Europe, which is quite a bit different. Germany is going to be placing people who break quarantine into detainment camps. Into either refugee camps or deten detention centers. Anybody else get deja vu from that? Yeah. yeah. Germany should be like the one place that like. Where there's no camps. Yeah, nothing. Not, not even summer yeah. camps. Yeah. No day camps. <laughs> no, none. They need to wait until everyone else decides. No, no, no. At no point should we be setting up internment camps for, for things like this. When you get to the point where you're like, we're going to set up a, a relocation facility. Like you got to stop and reflect on what it is you're doing. All right. Because what's really funny about the story. Let me, let me show you the story. This is from the Telegraph. Germans who keep refusing to quarantine could be put in detention centers under new COVID rules. In some German states where all other options have been tried, authorities to detain those who refuse to enter quarantine. So they mentioned there's a couple different states like the eastern state of Saxony, where hospitals have been struggling to cope with one of the worst outbreaks. They have confirmed plans to hold quarantine breakers in a fenced off section of a refugee camp. What? Three further states. Baden-Württemberg, Brandenburg. And Schleswig Holstein, I'm not, I can't speak German, have, have also either already created such facilities or in the process of doing so, a report in Sunday's edition of Welt newspaper stated. In Baden-Württemberg, two hospitals will have rooms reserved for repeat offenders, which will be guarded by police. Brandenburg will use a section of a refugee center, while Schleswig Holstein will use an area within a juvenile detention center. Well, we're at the point now where they're setting up the camps, but... uh I, I got, I got, I got to stop that because, you know, I started this by saying we got a lot to complain about, but over in Europe, it's getting bad. Well, they're proposing this, the same thing in New York state. Did you hear about this? Yeah. And there's actually, um, there's, there's a whole study that was put forth on the CDC website about this and they call them green zones. Mm. Um, yeah, you can pull that up. Um, it, it basically outlines a plan to, to section off areas of the country and relocate people who are sick. That's on the CDC website. What the heck? That's a, that's crazy. Why would you put sick people together and put people there? Why would you Why would you put people that you think might be sick all together to make them more sick? Strip it's them like of their four nutrients? or five pages. It, it's it's well thought out. They're talking about um, if if the person who gets sent away can't care for themselves, then somebody has to go with them. So you know, if you have like an elderly parent who's getting sent away, you're up for the camp as well. Oh. What's this called exactly? Whoa. What was this called? This was again? on the CDC website. I think I may have found it. Let me see if I'm... I'm I think they it. refer to them as green zones. Hmm. I will also point out on the CDC website, it specifically says there's no evidence of COVID existing in the food supply. 
I looked at it up today. And but another thing just, you have to realize is that the CDC, the World Health Organization, they keep contradicting themselves nonstop, twenty four seven. They told us that there was no human to human transmission, no transmission through air. They flip flop on the mask. They flipped out on so many things. It's very hard to understand what they're saying. Now another thing to really kind of really consider here, and and it's kind of worrisome, especially the news in Germany because they're really pushing this forward. But one of the things that they say is that this is going to be specifically for rule breakers. What rules are we talking about? These are very generalized (laughs) language. And when it comes to the government's response to COVID, a lot of the rules are arbitrary. A lot of them are made up. A lot of them have shown to have no actual effect on stopping uh, the sickness. The lockdowns have been found in some instances to actually hurt more people than help people. I I, got to tell you, man, for the people listening, just Google search a picture of Murphy, Governor Murphy of New Jersey. And I got I, I can tell you shield your eyes. Here, no, here's what I think. I, I'm, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you my, my 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 opinion on this. OK, you got this guy, Ian Smith. How tall are you? Six foot, six foot. And you're you're pretty ripped, man. You work out. You run a gym once in a while. And yeah. You got a and sweet you got beard, beard dude. and you got the slick back hair. I think it's personal. Governor Murphy. Governor yeah. Murphy oh saw you right. and you're like this dude, this gym. And he went, I want that. No, no, no. When 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 the cops sided with you. I bet it was personal. I bet he he thought about himself and being a whiny loser. <laughs> and then here's this successful guy. He's running. He probably a gym. couldn't get it up that night. That's probably <laughs> yeah, what this is all about. No, but outside of trying to poke a dig at him for being like a nerd, like nerdy guy, I really do think he was personally insulted. How dare you challenge my power? The thing is, he's been governor since January 2018, and he's got massive amounts of power. Yeah, way too much for one person. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, well, let's let's he let's, came he came in the door like that, like like just overstepping almost right away. Let's 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 think about this. OK, I, when I when I heard the story of the cop who came up when you, when you were mentioning, he said, you're all in viola- violation of executive order. That being said, have a nice day. I'm sure he got so mad. Like, how dare you? I'm the governor. You obey me. And so he made that call threatening to furlough an entire department unless they bend to his whim. Talk about a lunatic. But think about think about that level of depravity. I pulled up what you talked about. This is really interesting. I have CDC.gov right here, and they say interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding approach to prevent yep, COVID nineteen infections in humanitarian settings. Well, hold on, guys. Shielding. Sounds that sounds pretty good, <laughs> right? Sounds, shielding. That sounds what, good. What, what, is, what, is, what does shielding mean? They say. Uh, let's let, let's see what they say. Current evidence indicates that older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness. In most humanitarian settings, older population groups make up a small percentage of the total population. For this reason, the shielding approach suggests physically separating high-risk individuals from the general population to prioritize the use of the limited available resources and avoid implementing long-term containment measures among the general population. Ah, let me break that down. They're saying we'll take the people who could get sick and we'll remove them from urban areas and population centers because we don't want to inconvenience the general population. Now, now hold on. I did say protect the vulnerable, allow the, you know, everyone, everyone to work. I just don't like the idea of physically removing people from areas. I, I'm Splitting talking up families. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about just like having a building where it's like a sign on the door saying at risk for COVID and then having special precautions like you put the package down, they clean it before bringing it in, not taking the people Simple, out of the building. Stuff. Yeah, you yeah. could put like a symbol on their door. 
Yeah, that's that's something that hasn't been tried in Nazi yeah, Germany. Well, yeah, but, but okay. So to what about armbands? If you were to put no, yeah, if you were to like put, that. Ian, if you Make were to a, put a sign on someone's door that said, "This person is at risk of developing COVID. Please be extra careful." I don't think that's anywhere. And you could put a little star, David, with the smiley face no, next to it. No, I don't think Jeez. it's even. Close I think it's to disgusting. I think if you're going to single people out for a, a, a invisible. Uh, disease, well, uh, virus that we think is out there, and then stuff them in concentration camps. That we're looking at 21st century genocide. We're looking at the World War Three, well, and we're well, declaring it on ourselves. I don't, have, you, have you guys seen that movie Songbird? You, no. you, have you heard about it? Is that the, the, the Michael Bay one where it's like 2024 and COVID 23 <laughs> is like mutated and everyone's locked down? It's an interesting movie because the government's the bad guy in it. And that, but that's the premise of the movie is that there's these green zones that Q you're zones, Q zones. Okay, Q zones. so they. They cleverly renamed it from the CDC website. Exactly. Uh, I think that's like the plot of it right there. What well, check, what check this out. Check from. this out. So, no, I just pulled up the New York State Senate. Assembly Bill A416. Now, first, let me just say, it's only in committee. The bill was introduced. It is in committee. It's not on the floor calendar. It has not passed the Senate or the Assembly. has not gone to the governor and has not been signed. This might just fizzle out and die. But this bill basically says, and I, look, it pertains to the removal and detention of cases, contacts, and carriers who are or may be a danger to public health, other orders. Provisions of the section shall be utilized in the event that the governor declares a state of health emergency due to an epidemic of any communicable disease. Any. But here's my, here's my favorite part. Let's say. It's very broad language. It, yeah. says, it says cases or contacts that may be a danger. That's what you got to read into. What's a contact that may be a danger? Simple. Let's say you get an Amazon delivery, a yeah. box on your, on your doorstep. You pick it up, you open it, and there's a uh, sonic bread knife. Yeah. <laughs> and you press the button, <laughs> and you cut through the bread. We're getting one of those, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so it's we like get a vibro blade. So let's, let's, let's say that you get, you get one of those carving knives, you know. Then someone shows up at your door, and it's uh, Lil Cuomo. And he's like, you were in contact with a box from someone who is sick. Therefore, you may be a danger. And they'll detain you. What about the mailman? Mail gets yep. COVID. Everyone on the mail route now. Well, well the thing you got to understand here is that the language here is very generalized. On and purpose. there's going to be, yeah, it, it's done like that many times because the government could then look at this little piece of paper and say, well, we could interpret this any which way we want. And probably because of some privacy or HIPAA laws, you won't even know if it's the mailman or if it's somebody else. It'll be kept away from you. And and the thing that's really kind of scary, scary here thought, actually. is is that everything about COVID has been almost political, whether it's uh, the alcohol stores, the gambling, the Walmarts, Costco, BLM protests, the, the lockdowns, the selective, uh, you know, politicking of this entire scenario we have seen it bastardized and used and abused for political power to the highest extent what makes you think that this higher authority that this government is demanding from you that it won't corrupt them to use it and abuse it against wait, wait. other political enemies i figured it out ian why don't you just while everyone's working out chant hey hey ho ho racism has got to go put up a black lives matter banner they won't touch it we thought about that. We thought about we, we, we thought about just smashing our own windows in, and you you would just run in and pick up some dumbbells and then run out with them. That'd be great. And that was that was your workout. You were just moving things. No, but I mean, like, what would happen if you actually just invited some activists down? I mean, here's the interesting thing. Look, they don't like cops, right? And the cops are the ones shutting you down. What if you just said, "Hey, Black Lives Matter, do you want to have an event here?" They uh, Black Lives Matter got very upset with me hmm. because um, 
the the local Black Lives Matter in in the Philadelphia South Jersey area contacted me and told me that I needed to put a black square on my profile um, because Wait, what? yeah. Um, I was contacted by m- more than one person saying you need to do this because you have a voice and we supported you opening. Um, and I said, and, and that was during the whole George Floyd thing. And I said, I don't know enough about this situation to do that. And, and I'm going to use my platform because that was when my platform started growing. You know, yeah. once we reopened, I went on Tucker Carlson. I started to grow, you know, on social media and then it was expected of me. To do that, I hate it when people uh, do. So it. They, I, if I invited them, I don't think they would come on. Good no, terms. you know what? I mean, I mean, I, I can't blame you because yeah. if someone comes to me and says do this, you know, you have to. Yeah, I'm not that, doing that. Even if right, they're right, like, right. if someone but, does but, something for you and then they expect something of you, no, no, it's no. so obnoxious. Right, right. But you know what I would say? I like I. It's the, the saying is there's no no there is there is no no in business. If someone comes to me and says I want you to do this, I say okay, here are my terms. So if 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 someone came to me and said you know Black Lives Matter, we want your profile to be you know the black square, I'd be like. Sounds good to me. Will you guys show up? We'll make a big thing of it. Like, you'll come down to my my gym. We'll open up. You guys will protest. And then I'll pull out my phone and I'll do it. And we'll high five. How does that sound? But what are the cops? The cops will be, then, you, then your gym's open. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I return. Oh, okay, you got it. You know what I mean? Come down. You support us. Protest the cops. But I guess, especially at the time, you guys were trying to be respectful to the police. As, yeah. And, and the George and Floyd stuff. So. I'm sorry. I, I had the a fight with the governor to attend to. I didn't I didn't really have time for, you know, being being everybody's advocate. I was trying right, to right, be right. an advocate for small business. Yeah. Uh, and, and myself and my family. And that was that was apparently unacceptable. I'm you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the the Boogaloo boy stuff, Like the Boogaloo boys. <laughs> they're out and they're with Black Lives Matter. Like there's Black Lives Matter person standing next to a guy with the Hawaiian shirt on or whatever, which is a change of tone for the the Boogaloo Boys. Whoa. I don't think so. I don't know. No, not the yeah. Boogaloo. So there's there's a video from months ago where the Boogaloo Boys wearing their Hawaiian shirts and tactical vests and guns are marching around with Black Lives Matter, and then Antifa. This is this is crazy video. An Antifa. There's Antifa on the left, Boogaloo Boys on the right, and the Antifa guy shakes the hand of the Boogaloo boy and says, I know we don't agree, but you stood with you stood with us today. And for that, we respect you. And the Boogaloo boy says, we agree with you, man. We, we agree with you completely. We just we, we all we don't like the government. So I think that's where we can start. And they're together like which makes no sense, though, because I mean, BLM and, and Antifa go running to the left and they, you know, they they eat out of the hands of Kamala Harris and, and the politicians on the left who who pander to them. And the Boogaloo boys do not go to the right. So, so actually, no. let's, let's, let's do this. Let's jump to this story, and we'll, we'll get into it. We got this from Reuters. Annual pro-gun event at Virginia fizzles in wake of U.S. Capitol siege. They say only a few dozen gun rights activists converge in the Virginia State Capitol on Monday for an annual demonstration that typically draws thousands, with this year's protests dampened by tensions in the wake of the January 6th siege in the Capitol. Now, I'm not entirely sure they're right about this. Sometimes what happens with these these news stories when they talk about these events, this was published on, at 6.15 a.m. We actually have this tweet from Ryan Devereaux from 5.37 p.m. where you can clearly see there's Black Panthers out there, there's Proud Boys, and there's Boogaloo Boys. And the interesting thing about it is Ryan Devereaux tweets, heard a 20-year-old Boogaloo Boy call a passing group of Proud Boys, quote, boot-licking statist cucks. The Proud Boys dismissed the Boog as anarchists. The original Black Panther Party just seemed happy to be there. <laughs> so I guess, look, they're, they're, I, don't, I don't know if it's the same event. Maybe it must be different. I, I, I thought it was the same event, so maybe I'm wrong about that. But there were still people coming out and protesting in various, in various areas. What I find interesting about this story 
is just how the Boogaloo Boys are an entity unto themselves. They're basically just anarchists. So, uh, or libertarian types. And they, growing, growing in, in popularity, too. You know, there, so, there's more and more people who are starting to identify yeah. with, with that. But it's Let's be, just throw but, the whole government out. But, but, you know, it's, it's because, I mean, do you know anybody who's happy with government right now? No. And right? for good reason. I mean, yeah. you can't blame these people for being frustrated. Now, I might not agree with the Hawaiian shirts and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, right. But, I mean, we're, we're, we're rapidly approaching that point where the whole system is just broken. Like, we're just going to have to throw the whole thing out. You know, like, it's... What did, I mean, Thomas Jefferson, was, was he the one who said every 200 years, you've got to, like, you know, purge and recycle or whatever? Huh. Well, this group is definitely interesting because it's hard to kind of nail them down. Uh, just a few months ago, the mainstream media was talking about them being right-wing extremists, but they, they are hypercritical of Donald Trump. They are hypercritical yep. of government officials. We saw in one particular state, one of uh, the Boogaloo boys had a trans flag. Another person stood next to and was with a Black Lives Matter person, and it looked like they were all together. Together. But another thing we really have to understand here, a lot of this is overhyped by the mainstream media, yes. because if you remember just a few days ago, we were hearing news reports, FBI warnings, total fear mongering, paranoia, massive armed rallies happening this weekend all throughout the United States and all the major capitals. And what did we get? Crickets. No, like three guys, five guys standing around, uh, five guys in New Hampshire, a couple guys in Virginia. And now we had another rally today in Virginia that was separate. Out of shape, guys. Well, yeah. like, some, shape some guys, of them yes. are out of shape. Some of them, are, you know, just look like they, you know. They have shapes. They're just not. <laughs> <very> <laughs> yeah. But, but, but today in Virginia, we saw the biggest rally and we saw a bunch of groups, a bunch of individuals. Uh, and this was the biggest one. But again, everything was, was very peaceful. Everything was, it was very calm. They, they came armed. No one got shot. No one got hurt. Thank goodness for that. And it's the opposite of everything that we've been hearing on the mainstream media about how there's a bloodbath coming. And there's still fear mongering about this at the U.S. Capitol that, that literally I don't know why no one's talking about this, but it looks like the, the, the Washington, D.C. is literally under occupation right now. And no one's trying to even talk about green zones and police checkpoints and, and, and what in the world is happening in yeah, the 20, center 20, of the United States. Twenty five thousand. Yep. Interesting. Guard, interesting kiss. number. That's ten times the amount of troops that we have in Iraq. Yeah. I read. I read that today. We have wow. about we have about twenty five hundred to three thousand yep. in Iraq. We have more troops. And we yep. have twenty five thousand, and they're asking for thirty. Why? In and, the and, capital. and hundreds of NYPD officers literally went down today to add more security what? and assistance. What yes, NYPD sent out from who? The Boogaloo Boys? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, this is this is this is the thing. There's there's so much. This is what I did a video on today, specifically on the We Are Change channel about this active national security fear paranoia state that is absolutely ridiculous. And there and and when you see the mainstream media coverage, it looks like there's going to be a huge conflict. But the only thing I'm seeing is people saying, "Hey, stay home, stay away from this. There might be a potential for a false flag. Get away from there. Don't go." there but we're still being told by the mainstream media that there's going to be hell to pay you know those 25,000 national guardsmen all are being vetted to make sure that they don't support Donald Trump too loyalty much. Tests. Yes. They're literally there, there doing was, loyalty tests there right was, now. There were some reports that the Democrats wanted to make sure that any of the, like the National Guard who voted for Trump they'd vet or remove. Weren't there? I, yeah. I don't I don't know how true that is. I've, I've seen the No, no, on no. This was this originally came out from a congressman demanding this and now Schumer and Pelosi officially came out saying we want the DOD to vet everyone there and we have the acting defense security chief coming out and saying there's no threat of an insider attack like we've been hearing on the mainstream media but I, but, again. But, but I mean specifically, like, 
Are the Democrats saying we want to know who voted for Trump or are they saying we want security assessments? Because I heard reports that they were concerned about National Guardsmen who voted Trump as the starting point to actually look into their backgrounds. Yes. Yes. And and that Nancy Pelosi came out and I think said that. And then they also requested and, and I don't know if it ever went through, but I know that somebody from Congress requested that. And I think it was Nancy Pelosi as well, that they be unarmed. Yeah, I and, think I heard that. A lot of them have been unarmed. So, well, there's well, well, a lot of photos wait, wait. of them without magazines in no, their no. rifles. So, so yeah, you're right. They, they yeah. wanted to dis- disarm them, which is interesting. Who armed them in the first place? Yeah, but this is this is. What do you need? Twenty five thousand unarmed yeah, troops. Who for? sent them? There? No, no. But this is weird. This is weird. Why are there twenty five thousand soldiers in D.C. anyway? Who put them there? Was it the Democrats? Uh, Nancy Pelosi is saying we're worried about this. Vet them and disarm them. I don't think she's the one who put them there. I don't think the Democrats are the one who, who demanded 25,000. Is this Trump? Well, there's a, the way I heard I it explained. The-, the way I heard it explained is just another vague term saying these were federally mandated soldiers that were sent there by the federal government. That's the vague, that, biggest language. Up, up. So that would be commander in chief then. There was, there was some retired general no? said we haven't had this much security since Abraham Lincoln. So, so someone did this. But it just, and my understanding is that it's the acting secretary of defense who, who deploys the federal uh, National Guard in the D.C., you know, in the federal jurisdiction. And he's a Trump guy. So is Trump the one who's like, send all of the troops? <laughs> like control them? them? I don't know, man, because, you know, the conspiracy theories are going crazy on both the left and the right. The right is saying that Trump has created a prison that the Democrats will have to walk into in order to inaugurate Biden. And the left is saying because they're that stupid. Yeah. Well, well yeah, right. But that's the conspiracy yeah. theory. But the left has basically the same conspiracy theory that Donald Trump is <laughs> oh going to box the Democrat. It's 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 they believe very much similar. It's things. almost like one person's making both of them up and just sending them through the message boards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one one, yeah. one one side's going Donald Trump's going to do it. Hooray. The other side's going. Then, then he goes to the left and goes Donald Trump's going to do it. Oh, no. This is from uh, the Babylon Bee, not news guarded. Uh, it's a satire <laughs> website. Most popular president in history to be inaugurated in secret behind giant wall yes. guarded by yeah. thousands of soldiers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which as, fa- as fake as that is, it's not fake. It's also yeah. true yeah. by the numbers. Well, I mean, yeah. he got the most votes of any president. Well, another thing to really consider here is that before the raid on the Capitol, we had warnings from the FBI, the NYPD, the Capitol Police that something major was going to happen at the Capitol. And then what happened? They were mainly unprepared. Now we're getting no specific warnings. The acting defense secretary said there's no intelligence of any upcoming attack or threat. And they're but yet they're overprepared. That's, that's, there, there's a, that's there's government. A, there's it. a conspiracy theory. <laughs> too little, that, too late. Yeah. Or too much, too late. Yeah. Excuse me. This is, this, this, is, this, is, this is the ongoing conspiracy theory. Let me just start by saying, dude, like January 20th is going to come and go. I really don't see anything happening. I'll admit this is all very weird stuff. We are well outside the, the confines of what's considered normal. But the conspiracy theory right now is that Donald Trump needed an excuse to mobilize the National Guard in D.C. in an unprecedented manner. And if he just did this, the Democrats would scream he's staging a coup. Trump deploying 25,000 fully armed with authorization for use of lethal force into D.C. For no reason, the Democrats would be like, this is insane. Trump staging a coup. But what happened was Trump supporters stormed into the Capitol. The Democrats demanded security and were shocked. So then Trump went, okay, and got his 25,000. I don't believe it's on purpose. You know, this is, this is the current iteration of the conspiracy. And I, these Q people are, you know, posting online saying, just you, you'll wait and see. Trump's going to do something. Trump's not going to do anything. Nothing's going to happen. Biden's going to be president. Four years of let's wait and see. Right, right, any, right. Any day now, the shoes are going to drop. That, that's, what, that's, that's their current conspiracy. I will say it's easy to understand why they believe it. 
because it is because really none of it makes any sense. Right. It's really strange what's going on. It's like it, a James Bond movie. So, well, so some some other people I've uh, I you know have been posting that they think it's just the Democrats an excuse. It's the establishment saying, "Oh no, look what we had to do because of Trump yep, supporters." Give us and, more funding. And we needed to because what would have happened if they weren't there? More money, more security, more spying, etc. You know what it it looks like to me like the start of a police state where there's start a, of there's a con- there's a constant level of fear like you were just talking about in the media where there's always some impending doom upon you so you have to listen to what the government says yeah there's always some restriction on, on movement there's always some looming threat that you have to be defended against and what a way to kick off four years of that with 25,000 troops in the nation's capital in an unprecedented rollout of military force during an inauguration where nobody is going to show up. You know, I, I've mentioned this a million times. So for those that are listening, forgive me, but I want to say it for, for, for you, Ian, because we never talked about it, that what people don't realize when it comes to staging a coup, they move, they, they imagine it'll be like a movie where there's going to be like Trump going, order the troops to stop Biden, make me president. And the <laughs> troops just listen. When in reality, a coup actually looks very simple. It's not that the soldiers have any idea what's going on. It would just be their commanding officer or the Pentagon saying, hey, go surround the White House, lock it down. There's some security threats. And then they would. If Donald Trump wanted to stage a military coup and use the military to seize power and stop the inauguration, they wouldn't tell the the National Guard to do that. They would tell them, stand here and don't let anyone pass. That's it. So I think if there was a real potential for a coup, it would look exactly like this. Exactly. The soldiers just being like, I don't know. I was told to stand here. Yep. You're not wrong. And a lot of the uh, soldiers that are being interviewed, they're asked, what are you doing here? What are you protecting? And uh, according to Michael Tracy and the reporting he's doing down there, he's like, well, one of them just told me, I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm told. And that's what a lot of the officers are doing. There's a meme going around that I tweeted right now that I think uh, hits uh, the nail on the head with our conversation here. And it shows all the troops sleeping together in the Capitol, not social distancing. (laughs) And and the headline is, if 25,000 troops can do this, you can do this and below it is a picture of four people having a a nice meal at a restaurant so i think that's another thing that people really need to kind of uh, understand here if we're going through this huge pandemic we're going through this huge health scare why is the government punishing you for for trying to be in a gym or in a restaurant meanwhile there's so many troops sleeping on a marble sleeping on the marble floor why would the government risk the national guard during a pandemic yeah okay i get it you want to protect the elderly right well the National Guard is one of our first lines of defense. Cramming them all huh. in the Capitol building, sleeping That's on top crazy. of each other. Yeah. If the, doesn't if quite the Capitol was attacked from the air by a foreign nation on the inauguration my day, they're all there. That's my crazy. partner brought that up today. It's a it's a very good point. Why would you put that many people in in harm's way yeah. if you're cons- if you're That's if you're crazy. so af- if you're so afraid of of this looming threat? Why would you put such a mass of forces? In harm's way. They're using them like a fence to, to keep the water out, to keep yeah. the flood in, or they're trying to build a wall of humans to, to, to protect. But, but we're in a drought. It's, it's because <laughs> the elites use your children as cannon fodder. Or sandbags yeah. in this scenario, I and, guess. Like, they're probably going to put them on every street and, and every block corner, and that's why there's so many of them, to protect they have, every they have, street. Well, they have authorization for use of lethal force. Yeah. Why? Wait, with what though? It's, it's the fear. No, they they're really afraid. They're, they're full. They're full kitted. Yeah. Okay. Some, yeah. No, some some they, of them had their guns and magazines. Right. Right. Uh, Pelosi was magazines like, and bullets. Take, take the them magazines away. out and take them away. Okay, but and some are still armed. Or I, they, they, they. Last I checked, 
They were fully kitted. Okay. They were given authorization for use of lethal force. And the Democrats were like, nah, we don't, we, we don't want them to have guns like this. So I don't know exactly where we're at right now, but why was that ever a thing? Yeah. And what, who, what, what's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Another thing to consider is if you're in the military, your commanding officers and your politicians don't give a damn about you. And if they tell you to sleep on the marble floor surrounded by hundreds of people during a pandemic, you're going to do it because you're going to do what you're told. And I think I just saw today that finally there were some cots delivered. But most of them are still sleeping and using the few limited restrooms inside of the Capitol building. I mean, imagine being a soldier and just like, yep, you're going to be inside the Capitol for what? What This paranoia, this fear that's, that's, again, totally made up, not a real security threat. When they had the security threats, they didn't listen to them. Now there's no security threats, according to them officially. But yet we're still going through this huge security theater in order to I, I think it's a it's a larger virtual signal for the bigger police state that they're trying to 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 uh, boast about in everyone's face. So here, here's a story from the 14th National Guard at Capitol authorized to use lethal force in aftermath of mob. They say on January 12th, 2021, National Guardsmen were given authorization to be armed in support of the U.S. Capitol to protect the U.S. Capitol and individual members of Congress and their staff. According to a statement from the D.C. Guard, they go on to say a defense official confirmed the authorization includes permission for guards, guard troops to use lethal force. So there, there, there's pictures of them carrying their guns. And I, I believe the National Guard, they have full auto, don't they? Don't they have select, yeah, select to fire? Yeah, of course. That's I'm just. I'm just kind of weirded out by the whole thing, we're, man. We're all going to be watching, or we're all supposed to be watching this inauguration, and you're going to see this military-style inauguration, this police state, totalitarian, like, it just, it screams Orwell. I mean, it's... It's all of them. Yeah. It's very, it's very, very, very peculiar, and the the crazy part is the, the media just just ratchets the fear. We get no explanation as to why we get... The only information that we get are from the few journalists who actually put some yeah. good stuff out. But it's just be afraid and yeah. shut up. The mainstream media showing no apprehension against an actual police state, an actual lockdown, an actual, you know, checkpoint set up, green zone set up, the militarization of the cities of, of the of the entire country's capital, and yet no muckraking, no real journalism, no no questions. no questions. No questions about it at all. That's another thing that, that has you thinking because they were warning, they were screaming about fascism, about totalitarianism coming under Donald Trump. But now it's coming in, as it looks, very symbolically under Joe Biden right in front of our face. And they're marching around, locking locking everything down. The barbed wire set up like they're literally about to face a horde of zombies. That's it's, it's like it's like watching Daisy happening right now it's like it's like that's what they're preparing for i don't know maybe there's something else happening that we don't know about i don't but, think so but i think this is a no, larger virtue signal i think this is yeah. this is the them saying look at us look how powerful we are don't mess with us because we have all these police officers all these national guard that will do whatever we tell them to do and they will back us and you can't fight us because of look how many soldiers we have behind us which I is think it, that's what's a happening perfect now. follow-up to the to the capital which is like, you know, they had this little incident at the Capitol that they've blown hugely out of proportion based on a lot of half-truths and, and misinformation. And then now they turn around a couple of weeks later and say, try it again. It's like you tickle the nose of the dragon and the whole body goes flailing. Like they went in and they, they, they got the Congress people like 
AOC said she was afraid for her life. I think she, at she one said point. she narrowly escaped death. Yeah, so they're they're, <laughs> they're like the, twisted the, with fear right now. Yes, did you, did you see the video of the shaman walking into walking the Senate chambers with the yeah. mall cop behind him? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a there's a guy sitting down on the phone, and the shaman guy goes like, "Hey man, good to see." you. He's like, "Oh, that guy is bleeding." And the cops like, "Do you need medical attention?" He goes, "I'm fine." And then the mall cop guy goes, "Any chance I could get you guys to leave?" <laughs> and they were like, "We're leaving. We're leaving." And the one guy goes, don't worry, man. I'm making sure nobody messes with anything. It's like, all right, thanks. Because this is like the sacred, most sacred place. Sacred like, we got yeah. you, man. That, like an insurrection of a bunch of like just dumb people standing around. It's like a tour. Look, I get it. Storming the Capitol was dumb. But you, you saw the videos of pe- the cops letting people in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it was all over. It, it, it was basically a guided tour. Yeah. A lot of the cops. There's one video where the cops like disagree with it, but agree with your right to protest. Yeah, there was they a walk zero. right past them. He lets them in. There was a 0% chance of insurrection. There was a 0% chance of them being able to overturn, overturn <laughs> the government. So calling it a coup d'etat is absolutely disingenuous, and it's an absolute lie. I, lo- I, I love how they're trying to act like there's ever a possibility that occupying a building would overthrow the government. Like, it's, it's not 1600s anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you, 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 they, <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they storm the vault. They control the government papers. Now they're the government. But no, there that's were, not how it works. Congress people were in that building, as far that's as I true. know. So yeah. they, they if, right. they, if they had wanted to go in there and, and destroy those people, they probably could have. And that that's, still wouldn't change anything. Well, so the, the, there's the line of succession. And then, you know, look, if, if God forbid they actually did horrible things yeah. to members of Congress, yeah. it would, they're not going to, it would just be that's indictments. The, there would be charges of, of sedition. But people it's never were, happened like where a bunch of Congress people were killed in a, in a day in a riot in the United States. That's never but happened. But what I'm saying is that there's, there was no scenario where this was an insurrection. Okay. I, I mean, well, hold on. I guess maybe you could call it that if it was like the, the, I don't know. It's like a top, major stretch. Well, like, look, I don't think that do. was their intention. Attempted insurrection, maybe, but there was never a possibility it would, it would do anything. There's zero possibility the government was ever anywhere in danger of being overthrown, period. Yeah. Trump has no institutional power. Mike Pence was even against him. So when we're talking about the chances here, let, let's be real here. Let's be honest. Yes, there's some bad actors. Yes, there were some violent people. Let's call it out, you know, however you may want to call it out. But, but when we alert, when we're looking at everything, this is, this is just security theater in a, in a yeah. hyperbolic response to it that that is definitely disproportionate to say the least from my own personal the opinion. The question is who sent the the armed guards there? The Democrats do it because they genuinely believe it's a threat or they want the optics? Well, they seem to be kind of upset by it. And the National Guard follows the orders of Trump for now. There's two more days. Actually, I think we got about a day and a half maybe. Ooh, start the countdown. Uh-oh. Yeah. Many so, me- media, many media organizations have. They, have they clock, literally yeah. have countdowns oh, and yes. counter. Can but, we get but one? I, just before even coming on the show, I saw a friend <laughs> that was flying into D.C. and she talked about how after coming out of the TSA, she had to go through two other personal screenings. They looked through all of her personal possessions in her bags, and there was police officers literally at the gate watching everyone come in. So the the security for even flying into Washington, D.C. is absolutely, utterly ridiculous. So, um, again, no threat as, as, as so far that we know of that's legitimate. So so what is going on here? Well, so we, we have the countdown. We have it right here. On the, it's, a, it's a Daily Mail right on top, 38 hours, oh, 54 minutes. Uh, now 53 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And we also have this story. Biden blocks Trump's bid to lift ban on visitors from the UK, Brazil, and Europe and says he will strengthen travel restrictions, dashing hopes of millions who haven't been able to fly to the US since March. Wow. All those people who voted for Biden, 
thinking they were going to get something good out of this. It's not going to happen. It's only going to be worse under Joe Biden. Maybe not totally. I think he's going to diminish uh, student loan debt. At least he says he's going to. There's no diminishing what, 10, student 000? loan debt. <laughs> they're passing stealing. It off. Passing they're it off. they're yeah. stealing <laughs> someone else's money and paying for someone's bad choices and mistakes. Are they not just not paying back the, the loan agencies? They're pay- uh, the no, big banksters, the loan agencies, gets their money. <laughs> the, the, the banksters always get their money. Dude, if they're going to yeah. tax us to pay the loan that's exactly charge, yes. that's, exactly, that's how no, government works. There's no free money. Do it money. different. <laughs> Don't pay them back, man. That's insidious that they're charging kids interest. It doesn't work you like that. You have to. Not, the, not, yeah. not in America, it doesn't work like that. Every every banker always always gets their due. Yep. That's that's the first rule of, of finance in America. So we're talking a lot about you know, there's lockdowns. And, and a few minutes ago, we were, we were talking about what you're allowed to know. And so remind me of the story. I want to pull this up, and get your guys comments on it. It's from this from Sarah Carter dot com. Sarah Carter show CNN segment discusses removing conservative media and forcing everyone into the quote, same conceptual reality. In this segment with Brian Stelter and reliable sources, a former Facebook, I think I think is a Facebook executive says that they need to basically treat conservatives like they did ISIS. And start isolating and removing them. My favorite, my favorite quote is when this guy says, there are people on YouTube, for example, that have a larger audience than daytime CNN. Huh. That's right. Sorry, Greg. There's actually a ton of YouTube channels. It sounds like, like eliminating the competition. It doesn't. Does. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's you know what what's it funny? Was always about. I'm pretty sure the overwhelming majority of career YouTube channels get better ratings than CNN. Like, I'm sure, okay, there's, there's, there's a lot of small YouTube channels, but if you have, oh, geez, if you have a couple hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, you're, you're probably doing better than CNN in the key demo, right? Yeah. And if you're, if you're a channel with a million subs or more, you're definitely. So it's basically every single channel. I'm, I'm pretty sure like Kyle Kalinske, Jimmy Dore, and David Pakman are beating CNN. <laughs> but CNN's not targeting the left channels. They're targeting the right wing channels. CNN staff, uh, CNN, uh, uh, I don't want to call the guy a reporter. Oh, in a uh, resident extremist zealot. Oliver Darcy is reaching out to cable providers yes. to get Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax banned from their networks, from their from from the cable subscriptions. You can't even buy it; they want to get it pulled. It's a whole new level of lunacy and censorship because they're not going to stop at Twitter, right? We, we Project Veritas put out this video clip where we can see they're talking about banning more and more people. They're not going to stop there because their bread and butter is screaming in your face. That's what they do. I love how they used to rag on Fox News, saying Fox News was just scaring old people. Well, I tell you what CNN does. Scares college kids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I turn on CNN, you know the only thing I I imagine is Don Lemon going, oh, and Brian Stelter going, ah. That's the whole thing. And I'm like just sitting there going like, ah. That's, That's what CNN is. And so what happens when they've already banned everybody, right? So they say they banned 70,000 QAnon related individuals. They banned Donald Trump. Uh oh. What's Oliver Darcy going to do? Be out of a job? They already fired Jim Acosta. He's no longer at the White House anymore. He's doing beat reporting now, I guess. So uh, Oliver Darcy says, Fox News, let's get them banned. And they won't stop. They'll keep going. Eventually, some powerful people are going to start losing money, and maybe then they'll wake up and realize what's going on. I got to say, when we were, when we, I guess you could say the U.S. government removed a segment of the Ba'ath Party of, of Hussein's Iraqi cabinet and hundreds of, I don't know, even thousands of people were removed from the workforce and not allowed to work, that caused the formation of ISIS. When you remove people from the workforce and won't allow them to enter it, 
they will form a new organization. And those people in Iraq got violent. So I get that they're trying to go after preventing ISIS, but if they if they do this and they ban all these people, there's a chance that, that we're going to create something like ISIS in the United States. Ian, yeah. Ian, hold on. From the Washington Times, Trump supporters likened to Nazis and Saddam's bath party in cable news demoniz d demonization duel, Cuomo and Don Lemon. They're, they're talking exactly well, they about this. read history and, and understand the formation of ISIS. You know what? It, it, it seems to me that this is kind of what they want, though. They, they want to keep pushing people until they can, they can make them do something radical. So they're, they're essentially radicalizing people. They're pushing them, pushing them, pushing them, pushing them. They're not giving them any, any remedy to these, to these oppressive measures. And then eventually, like you said, if you remove people, you're going to create this vacuum where something else forms. And, and usually in that, in, in that case is something ugly and you're, you're going to start to radicalize people, but that's, I, I call me crazy, but then you get your hey, they're they're domestic terrorists. Well, these I, angry people here, they're domestic terrorists. Now, now we need to get them out. Of that's here. what well, ISIS on. was. There's, there's another we created it, and then we had something to fight. There's another way to look at it. It's not that the people are being radicalized. It's that Oliver Darcy is radicalized. Okay, so again, for those that have heard me talk about it on my other channels, Darcy interviewed me several years ago when I said banning the alt right for their opinions is dangerous. Free speech means even the speech we don't like. This guy working for Business Insider was like, what an interesting thought. I should highlight this for a story. Where am I today? Four years later, same exact position. I have not moved. I still believe in free speech, even for speech I don't like. And I'll argue against it, but the only, the only let it, speech- Let it be spoken. Where is he gone? Since that, that, that four years ago when he interviewed me, he's now the cheerleader, most high profile, like the highest profile activist, extremist, trying to get private companies that can do whatever they want- to ban access to certain news channels he doesn't like. So it's not that the people in the middle have become extreme. It's that Oliver Darcy shot so far left from his point of view. There's a bunch of far right extremists far right from him. And he's he's too radicalized to realize that he's the one who's been pushed to the extreme. Yeah, well, exactly. They're they're, they're taking a hard left um, and, and in doing so. These people that are regular, normal, everyday people who fall moderate right or even moderate left, now in in order to defend your position, right? Because in in politics we always tend to compromise. In order to defend that position, they have to pull hard to the right, or they're going to lose ground. You know, because if you start compromising with somebody who's going far left, and you're still arguing the middle road, you're going to wind that's, up. Yeah. That's what's happening. You're you know, going to wind up there unless you. You start to pull back harder. Yeah. And it's. But what's happening yeah. is that conservatives and, and moderates, regular Americans aren't becoming extreme. They're they're, in fact, policing the extremes of the right. They are. You look at uh, uh, Steve King when he made comments about what positive comments about white nationalism. They pulled him off all his committees and then he got primaried in the, by the Republican Party and he's out. And now they, they because the Republicans were like, we don't want none of that. And the moderates are like, all right, that's cool. The left doesn't do that. So no, as, they don't. So as long as conservatives keep trying to be reasonable and play by the rules and the left won't, I you're, always, say, you're always going to lose ground. You're kind of yeah. like a leftist that's trying to keep the left from going crazy. Right. Well, 
Well, I would yep. dis- I would disagree with you, Tim. I think Oliver Darcy is doing God's work. I think all <laughs> all information should be conformed and unified by special interest talking points by the richest people in our society who know what's best for us. And I think it's great that they already on YouTube are promoted in the algorithm. When you search news, you see them first. The next video that usually plays is them, it, it, whatever you're watching. I think it's great that they have this unfair market competition since they know what's best for you. And where would we all be if it wasn't for CNN's top article today on CNN politics about... I'm not kidding you. This is this is the headline here. <laughs> CNN released an article saying, this is Joe Biden's inauguration party playlist that you're going to oh. play oh my for God. your inauguration oh, I party. I did see that. Yeah. I didn't listen, that, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> literally releasing the playlist for you to celebrate Joe Biden's inauguration. Give me a couple of... What were they? Were I didn't know. We could, we could find so it. Wait, wait. Oh, I, I don't know about the one you had from today, but I do have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris drop a playlist for your inauguration oh, yes. watch party. Oh, yes. no. That's it. Yeah. Where that, would we be if cool we didn't the gang have hard-hitting real news like this uh, that's forced <laughs> jammed down our throats? Where? where, where, where the as world a civilization. Would be a well, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Don't you want to be lulled into a calming, ignorant sleep? Yes, I would have played my music and celebrate <laughs> the right. poor old man who doesn't know where he is. You can, you who's can represented by all the special Ignorance interests. Ignorance is bliss. It's bliss. Yeah. You know, listen, listen, let me ask you a question. If there was a meteor or a, a comet or whatever about to rip through the earth and just wipe it out. No, 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 no. That's too quick. Let's say it's like a, it's like a giant. It's an asteroid or a meteor about to hit the earth. And when it does, sky, there will, sky the sky will dark. burst into flames and you'll have three minutes left to live as you watch the fireball cr- coming towards you. Would you rather watch and know it's happening? Or would you rather be chilling in your basement, headphones on, playing Skyrim hmm. or something? No, nah, I want to get like, I want I want a good seat. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go up on the I'd go up on the roof and just be like I'd crack a beer and just be like Maybe the SD we card will survive. That's kind of how I'm going to watch the inauguration actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Staring at the sunset like it's the end. Yes. The real- no, but I mean look, a lot of people would prefer to be in the basement. Headphones on, playing video games, totally ignorant to the, the world collapsing around them and just be vaporized instantly. There's a lot of people. Not me. I'm not one of I, I, no, It's, it's almost like, it's like you know, in the Matrix, you know, which pill do you want? A lot of people would be like, nah, I'm going to take the blue pill. I, I don't I, want to have anything to do I can't do, do the this. head in the sand thing. It's part of why this, this COVID and the food supply thing is driving me insane. Because I think that it's, it's a hard cognitive dissonance for people to think that maybe the, the animal fat that they're eating, the meat and the cheese and the, the cream, the milk is going to contain that stuff or hyper exacerbate its growth in your system and dear god don't stick your head in the sand it's right in front of us yeah well they want to keep you afraid they want to keep you in a state where you're at a low vibrational kind of energetic field where you're always panicking always freaking out and and when you're in that kind of highly emotional state you're very easily to be manipulated Manipulated, you're very easily able to be controlled by other people coming in and saying I have the perfect solution. I'll keep you safe. Look how strong I am. Look how many National Guardsmen I have behind me. I know it's better for you if you just give me everything you have. And that's exactly what's happening right now with this latest move by Joe Biden blocking people from traveling. There's going to be more blocking. There's going to be more lockdowns. And there's going to be more division pushed on by the mainstream media that wants to keep you in this fear state of the average common man. They want you afraid of your neighbor. And another thing that I wanted to address when you guys were talking before about this larger division issue, the Washington Post literally released a piece about multiracial whiteness, trying to explain 
how people of color voted for and supported Donald Trump. They so used Enrique of, from, yeah, from the yeah. Proud Boys as the photo they're, for that. Too. They're making up new terms to represent whiteness, which is, uh, again, just in their lexicon right now that they use as a little pinata that they beat the crap out of since they get candy out of because so many few people are afraid to stand up for each other. And, and they're getting away with this essentially listen. because of our acquiescence and our participation in the fear and hatred of one another. Listen, listen. The, what, what's so what's so insidious about that article is that what they're doing with saying multiracial whiteness is that whiteness represents negative traits of people, which has been going on for a long time. Now. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're saying these negative behaviors are inherent to white people. And non-white people can have these behaviors, too. You see what they're doing? Mm -hmm. They're basically, they're not saying that people are white. They're saying whiteness is, is just a word that represents bad. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. so there you go. Supremacy, white supremacy, all that stupid nonsense, which makes no sense, especially when you see the, the Boogaloo boys. There's a video of these people in DC. I think it's in DC. I'm not sure. No, maybe, maybe, not, maybe it's Richmond. And they're talking to Boogaloo boys and they're like, you were, you were with white supremacists. And they're like, no, we're not. We've never been like, yeah, you were down there in DC during the six. And they're like, no, we weren't. They were Boogaloo boys. They're wearing Hawaiian shirts and they're like, that's not us. Which there was what, two million people in DC? It was every single one of those a white supremacist? Yes. You know, cause I was there and I saw, saw a lot of multiracial whiteness down there. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> that's that, that but it, that, it's and, so absurd that that even gets passed. Like, like who, who, who reads that and actually, looks at that and says yeah yeah really no. really this is this is hard hitting hard hitting dumb, journalism dumb people. i'm afraid like cory bush i gotta meet her because i've been reading her twitter and she's so racist she's she's nuts she's it's not about being racist it's about she, she's an extremist she's yeah. an extreme so listen what, what is an extremist everybody will give you a definition i'll give you my simple definition a moderate a, 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 a pragmatist, a stoic, rational, a leftist, a right wing individual are not necessarily extremists. A leftist will say something like, I believe in universal health care and, you know, uh, workers, worker, worker control of the means of production to varying degrees. Let's have a conversation about implementing this. A free market capitalist or an ANCAP is not an extremist. They'll say, I believe in the free market. Let's have a conversation about how I move in that direction. What people like Cory Bush say is expel all of the Republicans who dared speak up you know, uh, in, in defense of Donald Trump. That's extremism. An extremist says we must have communism by any means necessary. That's extreme. She is very, very extreme. Yeah, her pin tweet is expel the Republican members of Congress who incited the white supremacist attempted coup. That's insane. And so, you know, it's funny is they, they like to rag on the QAnon members of Congress or whatever. And I'm like, sure. Well, show now, now complain about the extremist conspiracy conspiracist Democrats, they're there. There's no white supremacist conspiracy going on. It's not real. But they live in a paranoid, delusional state, and the media props it up. There's probably there's a class conspiracy where people, very wealthy people, want to stay wealthy, and they're okay with leaving poor people poor. There is of that course. that does exist. Well, it's it's always been about that. But they they and then they they bring the racism element in to keep the lower socioeconomic status is fighting amongst each other instead of looking at where the actual problem because the only oppression is socioeconomic oppression you know in this country yeah of course you're, you're going to have your outliers but the majority of people don't experience racism on a daily basis yeah but, it, but even, just, even yeah, if you look at the institutions that cause pain suffering poverty inequality it's not your neighbor that believes in a different political opinion than you it's a larger institution that's telling you the problem is your dna your melatonin 
that's the issue right Melanin, there. Yeah. yeah. And and they and they convinced people that, that somehow this is justified, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's insane and it's driving us down a slippery slope where we are we are fighting each other instead of realizing the bigger picture right in front of well, us. Well, it's it's it was conveniently around Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, I was just yep. thinking that. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we we we've talked about it quite a bit. The, the bankers were were packing their bags. They were ready. They were like the jig is up. They're going to they're going to audit the Federal Reserve. We're done. Warren, then, Warren Buffett was giving away a ton of money, giving away I'll do air quotes ton of money. Mark Zuckerberg donate i'm doing air quotes tons of money and it wasn't because they had a a change of heart in like the grinch's heart grew you know three sizes that day it was because they were like when the pitchforks come out it's coming for us conveniently people like mark zuckerberg who were in control of social media started feeding identity politics to everybody and then there are people who don't like being insulted based on race and there are people who like insulting based on race and boy did they whip them into a yeah, ludicrous frenzy. There was a little bit of, of like racist or identity politics at Occupy and then like the news organizations like oh that's good get that get that white guy says some, something about black guy put run with that one. Well they've always seen it and you don't see because yeah, it, no no it's, it's because else. these it, I, I think it's more a generational thing I don't think it was necessarily like a rich guy snapped his fingers and said you know aha identity politics is a solution. I think it's that this millennial, younger millennial generation have been raised into this cult, probably going, you know, influenced very heavily by colleges. And now they believe an insane cult like dogma that doesn't make sense at all. In the Middle East, and more men, it, they try to make us afraid of brown people with this stupid Muslim attack in the Middle East. It was all about, let's you, go after the Muslims. You mean the, not, like 9 11, the. Afghanistan, Iraq, it's the Muslim. It's there was this Muslim fear. It's always a scapegoat. It's always a scapegoat. Yeah, you can, you can just follow that all the way back. You can follow yeah. that to, to Germany. You can follow that to the Russians. Whatever. But I, I, look, even even Trump was 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 finding his target, you know, audience and what he was concerned about, concerned about, you know, immigration is a problem. Islamic terror is a problem. And people were scared of these things. And so he used them. My issue is that they say Donald Trump is a is a is a. Uh, what did, what did they say? He was, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I, I can't think of the word. I demagogue. Think of a lot of words. Oh. De- demagogue. Yeah. He was choosing and singling out these people as the problem. I'm like, so are you, you, <laughs> you, you crazy, crazy people. The hypocrisy of the nef- of the left never ends. I mean, right. that's, that's, that's their calling card is, is they, they'll Double call, standards. yeah, they'll call you out on it and then they'll do the exact same thing in the next sentence. I know the problem is when Trump would say something like, we're going to have a Muslim ban in this country. And they're like, ah, he admitted it. And then he like changed it so that there's like, there's actually other countries in the ban. It was a recommendation from the Obama administration. Republicans criticize him. You got, uh, you, you get, you get, you get criticism from various Republicans being like, I don't agree with Donald Trump. How dare he say these things? And the left, meanwhile, does literally the same thing. And no one calls them out. They don't break ranks. No, they don't. The they right don't. does all the time. Dude, people were so afraid of Muslims in like 2003. Yes, yep, they were. Yep. That's deep in the psychology of the of the people that are twenty years old today. They were born into it like it was normal. Oh, now they're running for Congress and like making these weird laws. And there's this reverse racism stuff. Where well, it's no, like, no, no. The people who are scared of Muslims aren't the left. I don't know who it is anymore. It was the, all the, of us. The, the left. I mean, I wasn't. The, no, no, no. The left are the people who heard you saying that right now, and were like, "I have to stop these Nazi Republicans who hate Muslims." They hear you saying that, and they grow up thinking, so if only I could stop the racists. We're like the multicultural. With racism. Right. With, with worse racism. Yeah. 
Yeah. That, we, that's, that's the best part of it is their solution is always the problem in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> the house is on fire. Quick, throw fuel into it. <laughs> we used to Burn talk, it down completely. We would like sit at Taco Bell as teenagers and talk about reverse racism. We talk about like... Um, there's what? no such thing as reverse yeah, racism. I know there's not. And right. but I, racism, I thought period. there was when I was a kid. I was like, okay, affirmative action is allowing Just black people to get jobs that they're not qualified for. So that's a form of reverse racism against well, white well, people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And hold we on. would get so that's, angry about it. No, 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 hold on. That, that's not affirmative action. I got, I got in the cry. 90s, was that not affirmative what was going action? On? Is not that someone who's not qualified is getting a job? They would give it based on it's race that, and not qual- not qualifications. They would they would move down the the list of qualified people until they found a certain race. Certain quote. There there's certain yeah. quotas. That oh yeah, yeah. Met. So, so yours was in, a little in, little harsh in doing okay. that. In doing that. They would they, bypass you, you, you more qualified. You run open the, or you you open up the possibility that you will skip somebody who is more qualified yes. because you have a quota it, to meet. So it's 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 a side effect of of what it's what's a good. I mean, it, it, I think that policy comes from a good place, but it, it's one of those things that it sounds better as an idea, and you can't execute it without. Well, look, the the, the path to hell is paved with good intentions, you know. Always. So so here here's the way it would work. I'll say you have a hundred people, and they all take an entrance exam. And the top 10 are mostly white people because the United States is mostly white. They would say, okay, the one, two, okay, white person, white person, white person. Okay, we're going to skip all these. Where's the first Latino? Ah, there we go. Seven. He gets the first slot. So now you've skipped six qualified individuals. In fact, more qualified because you want to have a race in, you know, a particular race in your system. I know now that because of slavery, a lot of African Americans were dumped into our economy with zero. And so there was this higher wealth uh, bracket for the, the people that weren't African American, you know, lighter skin. But, but, and, and so they're more educated by, because of the, the economy. Don't, don't for, I know don't, that now. No, no, but don't forget, the end of slavery wasn't the end of the problems because they were like the, the South after the Civil War didn't want to be occupied by the North. So they did everything in their power to obstruct the, the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendments, the right to vote. There absolutely was tons of racist policies all the way up into Jim Crow and the civil rights era. Now, that was all the Democrats, mind you, which is kind of funny. And now the same political party that pushed racism is pushing racism again today. Do you think we'll get past, uh, maybe this is kind of a, an open question, that we'll get past the racism it's, when we when we stop listening to politicians, yeah, yeah. I, it, I think your average everyday person doesn't give a shit what color you are. I think right. I think that's a pretty broad statement, but I think you know, that applies to most people. And I think the the fairest statement ever ever said about Trump was that he doesn't care whether you're white, black, Latino, gay, straight. He cares if you can make him money. Right. To to clarify, you you said ship like you know a vessel on the, on the water, correct? <laughs> no, yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Okay, very very ship. good, but but. Yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but but it's too much. Race is too much of an effective divider uh, by the elites that that's been working for them very well. And as you said, as pe- if people stop paying attention to all the people pushing it on us and and actually being racist, I think then it could finally work. And I think there's a very small window, but it's one of the biggest effective battering batter, battering rams against the populations from actually realizing that they have a lot more in common than they don't. Could we p- potentially end on a positive note and talk about what's happening in Tunisia, Holland, and Denmark with all the protests, as well as the, the, the bigger the, movements the, the in Italy mass, and Poland? The mass riots and mass arrests? <laughs> well, on a positive note, showing that, you know, in, in Italy and Poland, there's people coming together and saying, enough of these lockdowns, we're going to open up in unison where there's too many of us, where you can't shut us all down. 
down. I think that's a positive step. And uh, regarding what's happening in, in Denmark, there's been a lot of protest against the lockdowns uh, that that are huge, but yet have not garnered a lot of media attention, which, which is why I think we should talk about them on a kind of lighter, more positive note that there is some kind of you want you want to you want to talk positive yeah. you know we're going to have to like try hard to find yes. a story from a news yeah. outlet well because look even if we want to be positive on what's going on with covid the story we have here from uh, DW from uh, uh, about Tunisia 600 people arrested the army has been deployed after violent protests these people are frustrated over what's going on with the lockdowns and so they're coming out and the states coming out and beating uh, 600 people that's a massive arrest in the netherlands 142 people got arrested so sure I guess there's a, there's an optimism, there's a hope. People are starting to say enough of this, standing up and saying it didn't work, it's not working, and we will not suffer any longer. That's good. You know, it gives me hope when I see people standing up for what they believe in. It is. But there's a crackdown from the state across the board, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if we have any reason to believe that they're going to give in to the demands of of these angry individuals. Yes, but we can't give up all hope. And I, and I think when we see these issues, we have to cover them honestly and fairly. So maybe my wording wasn't the best in, in that particular instant and involved a lot of personal stuff from what I've seen throughout last year and what's unfolding this year. But, but, you know, talking about your story, you're still kicking. You're still yeah. uh, pushing forward. And, and I think, I think you should answer this question more than me, since, of course, you're still fighting the fight rather than us just kind of calling it and observing it. I I am optimistic actually. You know, I I've I've been doing this alongside my partner Frank for 8 months now. You know, we opened on May 18th. You know, so pretty much 8 months to the day. Um and there is a growing sense of rebellion and a growing sense of defiance from everybody. Um you know, when we first opened up we had a ton of support, more support than we ever imagined, but it was mainly from the right. It was mainly Trump supporters. It was mainly um, conservatives, libertarians, um, you know, constitutionalists. That support, as this has gone on, has intensified with those people, but also broadened. Um, the people, you know, when we first opened who just really weren't interested in the story or didn't think it was that important at the time started to get involved. Um, and then as this has continued to draw out, we've gotten a lot of support from people who are typically moderate lefts and even people who identify a little bit, you know, harder to the left. I, I tell this story a lot. I had a guy come into the, to the gym, bought a t-shirt and, um, you know, I'm, I'm packing it up for him. And I said, thank you for your support. And he, uh, he looked at me and he said, I want you, I want to be honest with you. And I said, sure. He said, in the beginning of this, I thought you and Frank were, were, wrong you know to to say it nicely he didn't he didn't say it so nicely um he said i thought you guys were greedy i thought you were doing it for your own selfish reasons i thought you were you were being careless um and i and and you really pissed me off and he said the only reason i followed the story was because you really pissed me off and he said i trash talked you online you know any any negative article i could find i would share it i would you know argue in your comment section and he said, I'm here today because I've, I've watched this continue for five months now or whatever it was. And he said, I support you. He said, and I'm still a Democrat. I'm, you know, he said, I'm, he said, I think at the time he said, I'm still going to vote for Biden. He said, but what's happening to you is not okay. 
And he said, and I, I disagree with it. And and that is just continuing to grow and grow and grow to where I think it's it's scary because I think we're going to see more of that that you're seeing in Tunisia where people are, are going to start hitting their, their capacity for being pushed around. And you can only say, please, Mr. Politician, let me open my business. Please, Mr. Politician, let me go back to work. Please, Mr. Politician, I need a stimulus check more than $600. Please, Mr. Politician, don't send $700 billion overseas. We need it here. Before people start getting increasingly frustrated, and that's that that's a, a Pandora's box. You know, you know you're going to open something where change is going to happen one way or another. Um, and it, it's, it's probably not going to be a, a smooth change. You know, you're, you're going to see some, some bumpy occurrences during that. But I think the people who are frustrated are in the right. And I think that they do have a right to be. And I wish that there was a better way to, to, to settle it. Um, I wish everybody would just do what they're doing in Italy, you know, and, and what we did, you know, we, we opened, we're open no matter what. No matter what you do to us, we are going to open. Unless we are in jail, we are opening. And as soon as we get out, we're going to open again. That's been our plan from day one. And if everybody does that and doesn't get extreme and doesn't get violent and doesn't get destructive, then we win. And it's, it is that simple because there aren't enough jail cells. There aren't enough sheriffs. There aren't enough handcuffs. There aren't enough squad cars for everybody. And it's a house of cards. It's, it's an illusion based on fear. It's fear and control. And as soon as everybody turns off the TV, stops listening to the politicians and says enough is enough, it's over. They can't enforce it. Yeah. Do you know what started the uh, Arab Spring? No. There was a uh, fruit vendor who was being just harassed by cops, told he couldn't sell his fruit. They would confiscate his fruit. And he just wanted to run his little fruit, fruit vendor business, but they wouldn't let him. So one day he went in front of a government building and he lit himself on fire. And then the whole country, his Tunisia, erupted into mass rioting, which swept across North Africa into the Middle East and removed some dictators. Yep. All because the government, because a couple cops would not let some guy just run his business. I think it's fair to say what we're going through right now is sort of a information war or a, or a larger consensus war. And once you lose hope, you essentially lose. That's why I'm always personally cheering on the underdog. And maybe that's why I'm, I'm not unbiased. It, it is a biased perspective where I come from sometimes, but at least I acknowledge it. And I think more of us should be willing to do that, especially when it comes to kind of calling these larger things that are happening right now, because information is key and it could lead to a lot of amazing, incredible developments. But once you try to censor, once you try to close down this kind of wider highway of speech, that's really when we get into very troubling territories of people using and abusing using it against the weakest and the smallest in our society and hurting them tremendously. And that's why when you're doing something that's helping people get healthy, helping people work out, get in a position where their immune system is activated, and then you're the one that's being targeted, you're the one that they're trying to take <laughs> down. It's just ridiculous. And I know and and then I know they took away your money, but there's also I don't know if you want to get into this or, or talk about this. There's also other alternatives with cryptocurrencies. I don't know if you want to personally talk about that or not, and I respect your decision either way. Yeah, no, that's it it's this whole thing has been just a game of kind of staying on our feet. You know, it's when you take on City Hall, it's a twelve round fight. And it's, it's, it's the 12 round Rocky story where you're going to get your face bashed in for 11 rounds straight. And all you got to do is stay on your feet long enough to get to the end to where you inspire enough people. Um, and, and you've made enough of a splash and an impact 
that it's a domino effect and, and you get to the end because all it takes is that, you know, in the Rocky store, it takes that, that one, you know, bob and weave and, and that one good punch and, and you can take the whole thing down, but it's, it's not falling into the traps that they're going to set for you. And they, they want that. They want the violence. They want the unrest. They want people to go crazy because then they can say, look at them, look, yep. at them. look, look at these crazy people exactly. over here. And that's, that that's what happened at the Capitol, you know, whether we have all the details or not, that's that's and they'll use that against you. So it's you have to stay calm and you have to stay optimistic, you know, so that's been that's been my saving grace all the way through that. And I have a lot I have a lot of people behind me who, who reinforce that quite a bit because it is a frustrating experience when you're dealing with somebody who is actively undermining and ruining your life. The best thing is to just take continue to take the high road. And and that's been our strategy all the way through. So. Right Crypto is just the next thing for us. You know, we've we've done everything we possibly can, and we've we'll continue to, to exhaust every single resource without stepping into that trap that they want. You know, so yeah. crypto crypto has been a good option for us, and it's going to be the way we we move forward in the future to protect ourselves from from more oversight. I mean, excuse me, more overreach. That's an excellent endorsement of why cryptocurrencies are so powerful. It is. But uh, that being said. It's time for Super Chats. So if you have not already, smash that like button, subscribe to the notification bell, and go to TimCast.com, become a member, because we're going to have more bonus member segments. Right now, we have a segment up with Richie McGinnis after he was defamed by the New York Times and CNN, who actually put one of these leftist insurgents who stormed the Capitol, literally the guy who runs Insurgents USA, they, they put him on TV like a journalist. So check that segment out. It's members only. TimCast.com. And don't forget, go to TimCast.com. Click that shop button to get your exclusive I Am a Gorilla t-shirt. Now we'll read your super chats here. We have, I believe this is, I don't know if it's low or IO. Why haven't you quit sites like Twitter? I feel like people are hypocritical when they talk about hitting big tech in the pockets, but do nothing about it. Love y'all. Well, I've talked about Twitter and how I've basically, I no longer use it in a business capacity. I used to post videos. Now I just kind of troll and just post, you know, sarcasm and you know I'm, I'm facetious and stuff but yeah i'm tweeting less and less and i'm probably just going to follow news organizations and slowly just not pay attention to it because these companies are just off the rails man yeah you just kind of let those things rot out i think you know let but, them, you let know, them every, run their course and use them for whatever they're useful for in the meantime i think twitter's in trouble i think they're gonna go because without trump what's the point of being on there you know boring I mean? yeah Let's see. Dr. Roller Gator says two years since Vijaya and Jack told you they were going to work on their suspension policy. They have made no effort to fix it. They want to keep it broken. So they have arbitrary control. Free Dr. Roller Gator. Gator did nothing wrong. Adam Jeremiah says, Tim, love the show. And I'm a new ish listener. Thank you for being a voice of reason in uncertain times. Rock on. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Spork, Witch says to be fair, $137,000 is worth about a loaf of bread. For which there will be lines. Cough. That's a good thing. Cough in 2021. You know, I was wondering, actually, there, there's some speculation we could actually hit hyper deflation because nobody has any money. It's, it's it's so they're printing money like crazy, but it's all sitting in the hands of the ultra wealthy. It's all funneling up to Walmart. So when no one has any money, then we get deflation. And so that what that will do is this is really scary. The people who hold U.S. debts will have more power over the U.S. labor market. So they countries like yet. China. China, let's say China has a dollar and now you don't and you're desperate. They can get you to do more and more labor for them for that dollar because you can't get it anywhere else. So that's actually, you know, pretty scary. All right, let's see. Zab says, Ian Smith, here's the story of Rhodesia. 
What, what, do you understand that reference? No? I, I, I have a general understanding of Rhodesia, <laughs> but I don't know what I he's trying he to say. I think he was the governor of Rhodesia, Ian Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He I was? Yeah, that. I yes. think so. Because nice. when you Google Ian Smith, there's a governor of some place oh, that pops up and there you it's go. not you. So. <laughs> Kiwi says, look up Nick Kumalatsos. Did I say Kuma, Kumalatsos? Did I pronounce it right? Kumalatsos. He went through a similar situation in his state and he's got a big YouTube following. He now has a pretty awesome liberty-minded YouTube channel. Cool. Oh, what does this one say? Tony Rogers says, I bet my super chat won't get read. By the way, America is turning into the book slash movie, The Giver. Well, it got read. <laughs> Chael Bre uh, Brenton says, Ian, how do you feel about rotating DECA, Primo, and EQ in the offseason? Which Ian? That's uh, out of my wheelhouse. I just, I listen to experts when it comes to that. I don't have opinions oh, right on, on those things. <laughs> Gabe Tedder says, Tim, I love Will of the People. I rock it all the time. Also, did you know that Stefan Molyneux likes your work? I like you even more now. I did not know that. I briefly met the guy one time. He got nuked from YouTube, and just just the purge is is real. And eventually, they'll ban everybody. He's but, awesome, uh, man. Stephen? I've known him since way back in the day. Yeah, we used really? to make videos in like 2008 on YouTube. Great philosopher. Took a lot of his stuff out of context. And you know, being a philosopher, you can draw the ire of authorities when you question almost everything. That's what they did to Socrates. They ended up poisoning the guy or making I, him drink poison. I don't. I actually. actually have not really seen much of uh, Stefan's videos. He did question everything. I saw I saw one he did on Ahmed Aubrey, but that was about it. I know that the media defames him, but I don't take the media at their word when they accuse someone of being whatever because they say the same thing about me or whatever. But uh, in terms of Will of the People, for those that don't know, I have a music video. Check it out. It's called Will of the People. It's actually one of the top videos uh, on this channel, surprisingly. So thank you all so much for listening to it. The music video is a short film, so you should definitely check it out. It's good fun. All right, let's see what we got here. Kyle Canuck says, millennials saying just print money are doing to Gen Z what the boomers did to them. And eventually the house of cards collapses. Isn't that right? Ale Bruds says, Tim, you should talk to Lawai86 and Serpensa, two Westerners who speak Chinese and have lived, traveled through mainland China. They highlight the good things about China while also calling the CCP on their atrocities. I watched their channel. They're pretty good. I think they're the motorcycle guys, right? Yeah. I don't know. Sure, yeah. They're really good. I like them. Love them. Justin uh, Bookman says, once again, New Jersey confirms why people hate it. Adam, oh, wait, wait, Ian, good to see you again, you absolute alpha. Luke, can you recommend any good pistols? I've been thinking about a revolver. Tim, I just got my harumph shirt. Can't wait to wear it when I get home in two weeks. Hello, Litz. Did awesome. that guy I call would... me Adam? <laughs> yes, he did. Adam is a true alpha, by the way. I'm more of an omega. An omega? Yeah, I'm the uh, omega man. For, for the previous comment, there's a reason they call it Dirty Jersey. That's just from a New York City perspective. Yeah, and second, I love a Glock 19X that depends on also your hand size and what you're doing with it. That's my personal preference. Uh, a lot of people like 1911s. Uh, what's, the, what's the bread I just got? Do you remember what, which one it was? Uh, I, don't, I forgot the exact one. You got a lot of stuff. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know exactly which ones you're referencing, but there's a lot of them. We, so. went, uh, we went target shooting, and I got uh, Smith & Wesson Victory, the fun little twenty two, but it just jams too much. Hmm. And we tried different ammo, and it's just the nature of twenty two. I guess, is, is frustrating. But it's fun. It's fun when it works, you know? But uh, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Ah, whatever. All right. There we go. Let's see. Malia Ilian says, Gym man, I need to buff up. How to stay motivated? Get your ass to the gym. <laughs> uh, mo no, motivation, um, motivation is fleeting. It, it's dedication that you're looking for. And dedication starts with one day at a time. And that, that might sound whimsical and, and nice and fluffy and, and 
but that's that's it. You win, you win one day at a time, and that means just get up, go to the gym. Did you find that on Pinterest? <laughs> Discipline. <laughs> you know what I was going to say about New Jersey? We were running this business out of New Jersey. New Jersey had a great opportunity for a budding new media organization, and boy, did they do everything to just drive new industry out of the state. It, the, new Jersey thrives on, on destroying itself. They vote for it. It's the California model. Yep. Yep. Let's see. What is this? Jay of Legends says, sorry, Tim, you're wrong. 18 U.S. Code 241. Conspiracy against rights. Two plus people infringing on someone's rights is punishable by up to 10 year felony. It really needs to start being applied about assembly, speech and guns. Yeah, I was just thinking that that's civil rights. These people that are getting banned and, and having their civil, their freedom of speech taken away. I know they're private companies, but the, it seems like a violation of civil the rights. Problem, the problem with a lot of that title U.S. code is that the and we've had a lot of people approach us with that where, where it's constitutional law. You bring that in front of the courts and they don't listen. Yeah. So it's there's a there's a, a wealth of information about it, but nobody knows how to execute it. You know, and, and you walk this stuff into the courtroom and they and they they'll they'll dismiss it like it's nothing. Why is that? I think the the answer would be the the courts are just corrupt to the core, is honestly, because there's civil courts and it's in the Constitution stuff's federal. So they don't deal with it. It's administrative law versus constitutional law. And what we essentially what from at least from my understanding is that we operate on administrative law. Um, and mm. if you go in there citing these constitutional codes, which are valid, um, the courts just pretend like they don't hear you. But I mean, this is this is stuff that's solid. I mean, it's and it's 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 there for a reason to protect us against stuff like this. But it doesn't really seem to execute very well. Michael Lopez says these guys need a legal defense. Go fund me. The government can't touch. Maybe Tim and friends can set it up and accept the money and use it to pay the lawyer. This is psychotic. They need to win the case. Well, you guys have collected donations and you you found a more secure way to collect. Yeah, we're just going to go we're we're going to go two routes. Um the money that we that we get into our bank account, we'll we'll take out in cash uh, and we'll keep a nice neat ledger for all of that and we'll be writing uh cashier's checks for all of our for all of our bills. We'll just wow. do it the old-fashioned way and then people who want to contribute via via crypto and if we want to save some money and, and put it away, we'll we'll put it in in into a crypto wallet or into the market and we'll we'll take it out when we need it. There you go. Alan Law says, squat two times body weight and a bunch of life's problems go away. The mindset gained along the way improves every aspect of life. Gyms make better people who will go on to make a better world. Also, high bar squats are for commies. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> First part is true. Um, no, he's got a point. It's you know physical fitness and, and getting in the gym and doing challenging physical tasks translate to mental toughness. Yeah. Um, so absolutely 100%. I recommend but I, but I high bar. I, that's another thing. Yeah. You, any challenging task like that where, where, you're, where you're forced to focus, you're forced to work very hard day in, day out, it, it, it teaches you a lot. And you walk away with a lot mentally from that, um, which is funny because coincidentally, those are all the things that were not allowed during COVID, the yeah. things, things yep. that make you stronger. Yeah, like sun and vitamin D. But that's another yeah. story. Yeah. And usually it's unhealthy people that are usually the mean people. Just saying. <laughs> Zanzibar says your chat is full of statist crybabies. They whine that you don't take a stand. But are here dismissing the boog boys that went out and did something. LOL. This is why our republic is lost. Well, we can we can rag, I suppose, to an extent on the Boogaloo boys. But uh, it's true. They, they went out and they protested. 
they, they, they did it peacefully and they expressed themselves and they gave the, the one guy read his statement that left and right agree the extraction of, you know, the wealth, the working class and all that stuff. They're not wrong. They don't, you know, they're not wrong. So it's, the, 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 I think it's pointless to, I think it's funny that they called the Proud Boys, you know, bootlicking status cucks or whatever. But I think the what we talked about, we hit on this several times is all, all, all people basically, the overwhelming majority, we agree. The politicians are, are crooks ripping us off. So what do we do? So long as we keep arguing like Trump is the answer, no, Bernie's the answer. Well, then you're the bad guy and we're going to fight now. It's, it's well, then we'll be, they, we'll be chasing our tail forever. Yeah. 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 The, the, the rich people, uh, well, the powerful elites, I shouldn't say the rich people because there's a lot of rich people who are totally oblivious, but the powerful elites, the ultra wealthy. I don't even it. like calling them elite because I feel like they're doing their job poorly. Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> that's good point. using using lethal force to guard your your wealth because you're not smart enough to make it yourself. Let's see. Scott Hale says, remember the scene in Braveheart when England hires some Scots to fight Scots, then they charge each other, then shake hands and give hugs. Then they all attack England's soldiers. I feel like England is the government now. Interesting. Lanius Shrike says the Biden administration will will be pure Munchausen syndrome. His choice of words has already demonstrated that he has no real desire to heal as a nation. He wants the gashes in America's political sphere to become gangrenously infected. Nice. Gangrenously infected. <laughs> yeah. Bryce Levine says, if everyone started referring to Nancy Pelosi as Nancy Trump, do you think her life goals would be complete? <laughs> I don't know. Should we call her Nancy Trump? <laughs> Start a hashtag for that one. Darth yeah. Ribbit says Biden is going to reorganize the Republic into the first galactic empire on the 20th. The first global. Because <laughs> I don't think we've actually had a global empire ever. We've had empires, but not the entirety of the planet, right? I don't know. Atlantis seems to have been one. I could be wrong about that, but they I'm fought ancient sure. Greece. So I'm maybe not sure that's not. a real place. <laughs> oh, it's definitely real. The Eye of Mauritania. <laughs> I, re I read about that, but I've also read why it's not true. What'd you read that said it wasn't true? I, was, I, read about, I watched a video on it. That's that. That's that. That spherical shape in the Sahara, right? It's crazy, yeah. But then I read a bunch of you know breakdowns saying it's yeah, just gotta, people are just trying to yeah. make it. Google know. map Eye of so Mauritania, and yeah. uh, we got we got to talk more about that kind of stuff too. Yeah, yeah. it looked like it was like what, what I've read is that it was created by like a volcanic underground eruption that caused a ripple in the Earth, and then people settled on it, huh. and that the water had kind of, and then they it looks like you can see like a straight line. It looks like they cut. And carved their way into the ocean, the water, because the water was much higher back then, and created a channel to flood the ring, and then created like an island paradise. Oh, pretty, interesting. pretty interesting looking. Yeah, yeah. nothing like <laughs> it on Earth. I look that up. Kitty LeKink says, "Please ask the gym owner how many COVID cases they have tracked." Spoiler alert: zero. Compliance and passivity are dragging this nightmare out. Live free. Yeah, I see Tucker Carlson Amen. asking you that question all the time. He loves. He loves yeah. every time. He loves asking that question. He he gets it in every single time. How many cases have you had so far? With his, you know, with his, None? with his squint. Well, I think people who are healthy and exercising and getting sunlight are less likely to to get sick or at least notice. Yeah, and it's it's not that there's no cases. I mean, people are contracting it. We have we have people who are nurses. You know, they get it. They they get tested. They stay away from the gym. There's no outbreaks linked to the facility. That's the important part is that people are going to get it. They're going to get it somewhere um, in, in some way or another. But if you can reduce the, the spread, that's that's when you're doing your part. Jeff Brian of Telford says, I stand for beer, bullets, bourbon and God. Not necessarily in that order, but this powder keg, uh, but this powder keg's close. Yeah, man. Gareth Green says Ian Smith was the prime minister of Rhodesia during its yes. unrecognized independence. It was kind of white supremacist, but mild next to South Africa. 
Blake Green says, just bought an Atlas Jim sweatshirt and hat. Love you guys. Spin the gorilla vitality. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to spin, but I'll do it with my hands. So what is your gym? Your gym's called Atlas Jim? Attilus, yes. Attilus. 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 Okay. Yeah. Atlus. Cool. What does Attilus mean? I think it's a spin-off of Attila the Hun. Huh. We, right. we inherited the name. The Huns get a so. bad rep, man. I think they were actually not the horrible people the Romans made them out to be. Well, history is always written by the winners, so. Yeah. Oh, here's good news. Del Men says, hey, Tim, want to end on a positive note? Flint, Michigan has had clean water for almost a year. Reported wow. by Politico on December 23rd, 2020. Cool. I saw that. That's great. That's good news. A little overdue, but still good news. Yep. Father Vitality says the only song that should be in the inauguration playlist should be Will of the People. <gasps> that is correct and true. It was 100%. Yep. I think I think at some point, I think it's at like 700,000 views. So you should definitely check it out and put it on all your playlists. I don't know what's going on. We, we were trying to get it on Spotify and stuff or whatever. I'm not uh, uh, staking my entire career on writing a song. I just wanted to make the video. Tell the story. Have fun. Let's see. The Phoenix of Liberty says, Tim, love the show, but come to different conclusions. Will the People rocks if it uh, it gets regular play daily on my live 365 station, Anarchy Radio. <laughs> Luke, where is your new objectivist girl? Objectivist girl, huh? huh. I, don't I don't know. I don't know yeah. what that means. I'm you sorry. named your dog Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> that might be to what they're referring to. Was it because you're a fan of like the, the, the Greek mythology? Is it, was Atlas Greek? Is that Greek yeah, mythology? I think so. Atlas yes. was the king of Atlantis. He was the king of no. Mauritania. The first no, king no. of Atlas <laughs> holds up the earth. The same yeah. guy, yeah. He was the first king of Mauritania, which is where the eye of Mauritania is. And then they named Atlantis apparently after the guy. Atlas. Really? Well, yeah. there's also Atlas Shrugged. Yes. And then, the, you know, the, the geographical Atlas. Uh-huh. Yeah, so mm-hmm. all named after yeah. that one guy, the king of Mauritania. Just a cheap, easy name. Cheap, which is coincidentally my dog's name too. <gasps> nice. Oh, cool! Yeah. Whoa. Royal Wolf says I must correct a previous assertion. High bar is the superior squat of gorillas. Yes, oh. correct. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Fact check true. Bump that guy up in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's see here. We have a. I see a two of two, but where's the one of two? Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's right there. Call. Uh, Catoriously Wise says, Tim and Luke, I don't think multiracial whiteness is talking about white in terms of race. I think woke use white to mean individualism, classical liberalism. Sargon mentioned the existence of political white and black with capital uh, W and B. And the more I think about it, the more I think I think woke are trying to move political white from the extremists to classical liberals. Right. Well, why would you take a political ideology or behavior or, or concept and then associate it with all of one race of people? That's like Ridiculous. really racist. Let's see. Uh, where did we just go? Joe Spinella says you don't cite constitutional law. You cite under articles of the Bill of Rights. You're a man suing another man. You lose all the time under statute civil law. You fight as a man under common law of court of record. Interesting. See, all this stuff, it's very, very hard to, you know, it, it, I would love if somebody wants to shoot me an email and, and break it down in, in like meathead terms, then I will be happy to yes. execute You'll that. You'll get a lot of people responding to you, but not a lot of meathead terms. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth Green says, Alpha Ian, are you single? No, I'm not. <laughs> Royal, uh, oh, I read that one already. Kevin Collins says, need to watch Eric Weinstein on Glenn Beck show from two days ago. Eric is absolutely correct. Recommend to everyone. He tends to be. He's a smart fella. Let's see. Josh Branson says, I developed dedication by simply going to the gym. Even if I sat there for an hour, I was there. Then start working out. Not every step needs a leap. That's right. It's very, very true. 
It's people- dis- it's discipline. It's you you have to uh, listen. You know, are are you are you uh, strong? You simply need to choose to be. That's really it. And I would. What kind of diet do you recommend to people that? Before they go to the gym and after and things like that, it's highly individual. Every everybody's different. What what works for me won't work for you. Ten I, pounds I can, of I can, chicken for breakfast. I can eat a cheeseburger mid workout and be totally fine. Other people that would send them to the bathroom puking. You know? Yeah, so I would eat sugar and go and get devastatingly fatigued. And, yeah, because and, and you hate every you, minute. So. You overload you overload your blood sugar and you crash very hard. You know, mid workout. Um, but as far as what the individual there was saying, it is. It's People, especially newcomers, have this idea that everything needs to be accomplished on day one. Yeah. And, and you can you can draw that parallel even outside the gym. Anything anything constructive you want to do, you know, it's it's baby steps. It's one thing. Show up. You just, know, I like just doing, show up. Just show up. Just show I li- up. I like playing Hearthstone. And so I just whenever I play Hearthstone, I, whenever I go on the treadmill, I just play Hearthstone. You know, Hearthstone is Hearthstone. How do you no. pronounce it? Hearth. It's uh, uh it's like a I guess, I guess it's technically a card game, mm-hmm. but it's a digital strategy game. Okay, so you basically. I'll be walking for an hour before I even realize it because I'm playing a game. You yeah. know what I mean? You just occupy your time on the treadmill. But the way what, what I was saying before is, you know, being strong is simply choosing to be. It's get up and go to the gym and start exercising. And if you're worried about motivation, you have to say to yourself, do you look, do you want to be strong or not? Are you choosing to do it or not? It's it's really comes down to you. And I think you just need to be conscious of that. You wake up and say, I will do this. Like I so so I've I've reduced the amount I've been producing because for like three years, I was doing six segments per day, which was three and a half hours. Then when we started this, I was doing a ridiculous amount of like four, four and a half hours. And all of that content was me saying, I have to wake up. I have to do it no matter what. There's no question, no sense or butts. And now I'm, you know, trying to reprioritize, expand and do that. So it's, you know, restructuring. But it really is just you wake up and don't give yourself an excuse. There's no excuse. You have no choice. You have to do it. Go to the gym. Go work out. Pretty simple. N. Timlin says, unprecedented number of graffiti in the Capitol consisting of veiny units and Wagner loves the male chicken. <laughs> Rachel says, you missed my super chat. Where do I send physical donations to you now? Address is no longer on the website. Because we need to set up a new P.O. box because we're not in New Jersey anymore. And we've got to do a bunch of paperwork and it's going to be, you know, kind of. ugh. So I'll, I'll get that up on the site ASAP. We just have to go out and actually get a new P.O. box. So we're getting it sorted. Uh, if you have the address of the old P.O. box, you can still use it because we, we still will be checking the mail up there, too. I just don't have it on top of my head. So Tyler says, for anyone looking to purchase a gun, go to Honest Outlaw for all your gun related questions. Number one best gun tuber with his 1000 round reviews. Very interesting. I made the mistake of buying nine millimeter Makarov and not realizing it was a Soviet bullet <laughs> that doesn't work in a standard nine millimeter Luger. And now I just have a bunch of boxes of Soviet bullets. That's so, cool. <laughs> yeah, but I figure there like it would be fun to have a Soviet, you know, gun for target shooting or whatever. So, you know, we'll, we'll huh. there's like it. one Polish firearm that shoots it that we're <laughs> right, like looking six, for. Six. We'll find it. Someone will someone will super chat or if you have any ideas, send me an email for some recommendations. It was an accident, but I still think it's fun. Yeah. You know, hey, I'll take it. Ammo is dude. I went on. I can't remember which website I was on, but I think I think cheaper than dirt. I'm not sure. Has like nine millimeter for like two dollars a bullet. Whoa. Yeah. Well, it depends on you know. Are they hollow points? I mean, no. it's just been yeah cra- standard yeah. like full metal Target jacket rounds. It's just been crazy what's been going there, on. There's there. nothing. It's, it's all gone. It's all gone. It's, it's 
Yeah. And it's now nuts, Biden trying to make sure that anything gun related, you can't get online anymore. Yep. Man. <sighs> I think that's a bear that you don't want to prod, but th- he's going to prod it anyway. Yes. This is the orders. Apparent. Like I was, I was hearing from, from this uh, dude at a gun shop that all the ammo companies are back ordered and paid for a year and a half worth of ammo. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're producing just to ship out. Like they're not even, they're yep. not producing to sell at this point. They're, they're literally Whoa. just back ordered. Yeah, well, a lot of the big companies right are producing for the U.S. government. There's four major companies. All of them are making it so the U.S. government has their bullets, and they're ordering a crap ton of them. Wow. That's another aspect here that we need to understand. Crazy, man. Gareth Green says, Atlas was a titan sentenced to hold up the sky on his shoulders yes. after Zeus and the Olympians came to power. Those jerks. Yeah, Great. the titans yeah. were uh, the children of... Uh, damn, I don't remember. The titans. They had to fight the titans. We have a Mr. Balls... First named Stankley says, <laughs> Tim, you once said something about living in a van down by the river. Let me tell you something. You ain't Chris Farley, so quit that talk. You should have Joey Diaz on when you get an entertainment centered channel. I mean, you know, look, we, we earlier in the year, we did segments on Navajo skinwalkers. You know what yeah. that is? Mm-mm. They're just like creepy little mon- like creepy demon monster kind of things, you know, whatever. So we, we were talking about UFOs and we were talking about strange phenomenon and just and news and culture. We did a review on movies and then COVID destroyed everything. Movies were gone. Po- politics became culture. And then everything we talked about was just like heavy politics. Politics became everything. Yeah. Yep. We got to talk more about the Vimana, the ancient flying ships. Apparently people yes. would like kings would fly around on these giant palaces that like oh, hot air balloon is. palaces. Very cool. I heard that there was like a story in the Bible about rocket ships Ooh. or now it was taken talking. out of that. It was at the book of Enoch. I think a it was balloon will get you yeah. most of the way there. So with a little propulsion orbit is hard. So says Elon Musk. Let's go. Let's go there. That was on my bucket list. When, when uh, Ashton asked me where I wanted to go, I said orbit orbit. That's that's my one. Ashray says, I recently dropped 85 pounds by running and lifting. The fact that gyms are closed and it's too cold to run outside is killing me. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, uh, that first of all, 85 pounds is a lot of weight to lose. So that's kudos to you. But if you you can lose 85 pounds, then nothing should be able to stop you. So that's that's encouraging. So um, as, as annoying as it is, don't don't let that sacrifice or don't let that destroy the 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 distance you've come so far you know there's actually a really simple solution for everybody who's you know got nowhere to work out just uh, you know build a skate park in your in your in your basement yeah just go get a farm and or take a road trip to attila's we're open we're open (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) i was kidding about the skate park we have a very big production facility with a lot of space but there you go take a road trip and and, uh, hang out at attila's and hang out with ian we are open and then by the time they got all the way there well then they have to commit you know what I mean? You don't do, you don't do a trip like that, and then two birds, one stone. I like that. They yeah. could run there. Why don't they just run? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's your warm up. Yeah. That's your warm up. No, how, how about you know somebody start walking, film it, document it, start Dude, walking. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. The road to Attila's. Yep. Love it. Let's see. Mister Brownstone says, Luke, tell Teespring to restock two XL in L slash S. You were telling me a lot of people are buying your 2XL stuff, too. I guess for, for me as well, I haven't checked. Uh, a lot of this is done independently through another company that we're both using, but two, yeah, separate, yeah. two separate businesses. Uh, Tim's is, I think, Timcast? 
Right. Well, just go to timcast.com, click store. Yeah, oh, mine is wearechange.org forward slash shirts. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting mixed reviews on them, to be honest with you. What you know, you Teespring well, takes a huge chunk, right? Oh, yeah. More than I half. wonder if we yeah. should look into doing our own or hiring another company. That's, because, that's what I'm thinking it's because about because Teespring well. is uh, synced with YouTube. But, but maybe, convenient. but maybe for timcast.com yeah. as a proprietary site, we'll do something but, different. But YouTube unsynced my Teesprings, and I'm like, well, maybe we could do something with someone else out there. And if someone is in that business, feel free to reach out to me. On my contact is on wearechange.org. Where do you sell your shirts, Ian? We sell ours right on store, and we do everything ourselves, and it is a giant pain. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, but we we definitely didn't set out to be an apparel company, and so it kind of came at us real fast. It, it just happened where people were like, hey, we want to support you. Can we buy some shirts? And we didn't have an, even have a website set up. So we just set up a website, and then we got 1,000 orders overnight. Whoa! And then we were wow. like, wait, we don't have 1,000 T-shirts. And we've been, <laughs> we've been trying to keep up ever since. Wow. So don't, <laughs> don't take my <laughs> advice. <laughs> you have like a giant T-shirt press at the... No, we don't. We don't print them, but we buy them in bulk. We 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 ship them to a local printer. We organize them. We pack them up. It it's is. Local. There like there that. there have yeah. been some companies that hit me up saying no censorship. They yeah. were like, hey, we'll do a better cut. No censorship. So I'll, we'll look into that. Yeah, I will like that. And then you know, I'll, you, YouTube has Teespring integration, so I'll just leave that as it is. But oh, then, that's a good idea. Well, well, some of my shirts were censored, and I'm yeah, like, what? Like, and and over the ridiculous things, like a shirt specifically saying, "We don't want a civil war. We want the mainstream media stopping and uh-huh. in, in, in antagonizing I, a civil war." Got taken down. I made one of the, in my opinion, cleverest, most clever shirts <laughs> ever, <laughs> and I did a lot of work on it. It's the leftist revolution fist with a sunburst behind it. And the fist is holding a bike lock. Yes. And it says liberals get the bike lock, too. That's a reference to Berkeley specifically, where an Antifa guy spray painted liberals get the bullet, too. And a leftist bashed someone over the head with a bike lock. So I was mocking them for being pathetic and being violent. No likey. And Teespring was like, nah, you can't can't sell that. A little too head smashy. (laughs) This is like my fifth shirt. Too close to the truth. To be fair, to be fair, it was too esoteric. Like, right. if you didn't understand yes. what it was mocking, it I looked like it. it was violent. You know what I mean? I thought mm-hmm. that was awesome. Yeah. Liberals get the bike lock. Cool but it was concept. the leftist fist. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I wonder if, like, Antifa would actually unironically like the shirt. Wear it. <laughs> They'd be like, that's a great shirt. It's true. I want it. All my Epstein stuff taken down. Mm. All Antifa stuff yeah. got taken down, too, apparently. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, Teespring took down a bunch of Antifa stuff. Yeah. So we'll, have to, we'll find a better company. Look, we don't want to make shirts like, you know. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of work. I did it before. I did what you did no, no, before. No, I was, was going to say, we don't, we don't want to make shirts that are like... Inflammatory or hurtful. Infl- yeah. yeah, just silly jokes, but Teespring cracked down. And, yeah. You know. So it, actually... Taking I, all the fun out of it. Yeah. The shirt is still there on Teespring. It's just that when you click, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, nah. <laughs> Fa- YouTube got really mad. They were like, what is this? And I was like, it's a joke. I was like, you don't... You, uh, here, and I, showed, I sent them the picture from Berkeley, and I'm like, it's the Revolution Fist, and they were like... Oh, so you're like dog whistling to like promote violence or something. I was like, no, it's the opposite. It's mocking the violence. Okay, I'll take it down. Smart. But they automatically removed it. So let's see. Let's do a couple more. uh, Jordan Stalling says, Deny Ratcliffe, quote, CIA management downplayed analysts report of China influence in 2020. Washington Examiner, January 7th, 21. That's right. Yep. This is this is strange. Nathan Klein says, "Can we get Luke slash Mister Malice to write a cookbook? Yummy. Do you cook? How's your cooking? 
I think he's making a reference to a political ideology and another oh, book right. that we can't talk uh, about uh, here. Uh, but I, now. but <laughs> I do love I, when I get the rare occasion. I don't do it often, but when I do get the very rare occasion, I do like to cook. And uh, Michael, uh, come on down. Let's uh, let's go cook some stuff. You guys, can I can microwave Did, uh, the hell out of some. Well, once stuff. we once we get, we're trying to get this big property where we can film fun stuff and make videos and do science experiments and lasers and then we could have really fun experiment videos but it's man it's really hard to do right these days everything's shut down people don't return phone calls let me let me, let me ask you something has this whole experience made you uh more on the anarchist spectrum like moving down closer towards like libertarian ancap uh, yeah i mean you're you're coming face to face with a bureaucratic monster and the bigger it gets, the less effective and the less for the people the institution gets. So it's it's hard not to look at it and say, hmm, maybe we should do a little bit less of this this big government thing. So yeah. Ab- absolutely, yeah, yeah. Watching all of this has definitely made me like. But I'm 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 like, my whole life I've been pretty. When I was a lot younger, I was a very far left anarchist, and now I'm like moving closer to the center and moving up a little bit towards liberal because I'm like, we got to have some kind of system, but not there- in these blue states. There has to be, but it's the one we have is is an absolute joke well, at this point. I'm 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 talking to people out in you know out where we're out in the, we're out in the middle of nowhere, and they're just like all these liberal transplants coming in, and I was like I'm one of them, and they give me this look, <laughs> and I'm like don't worry, I'm not gonna vote, and they were like okay, no no vote for our guys, <laughs> and I was like actually I mean we'll you know we'll see I I might just sit, keep leave me out of it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna move to an area that's better than my past one, like the previous area, and then vote for the mess you know. it up. Yeah, but I, I didn't. I didn't vote for the people in these these areas anyway. To be to be completely honest. All right, let's see. Here's the last. We'll do this. We'll, we'll do one more. Chandyland says Temple of the Feathered Serpent at Teotihuacan in is a Vimana. Mercury was found in a chamber beneath center of the pyramid. Vimana is powered by mercury. What? Okay. What? Look at that. Is that true? I only I only understood like a really small part. Yeah. Teotihuacan was the Aztec capital, and they're saying that the temple it was a vimana, like it could lift off and fly around no and, and dock. Yeah, again. the temple. Uh, I've never heard of mercury being used as a power source, but I don't know much about mercury to temple be honest. I don't know. Quicksilver they used to call it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you haven't already, smash that like button because it really, really does help. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell, and if you really like the show, share it, because word of mouth is the only way we actually grow this show. If you tell people to watch it, and then they do, then they tell their friends, boom, bigger than CNN overnight. But don't forget to go to TimCast.com, become a member, because we will have more and more exclusive members-only content as the the days progress. A lot of it might be like hanging out vlog content, behind-the-scenes stuff, and some of it will be special segments like, you know, we had Richie here the other day, but he wasn't on the show. So I was like, come over and let's record something real quick and we'll throw it up for members. And it also just keeps us alive on this show, like functioning in the event. Censorship will eventually come for us. If we ever end up getting censored, we'll just start putting up the videos on our own proprietary, proprietary website and crossing our fingers that we can, can sustain the business if that were the case. But if you really do want to support the show, that's one way you can do it. And uh, uh, Ian, do you want to mention your social media or anything sure. you're doing? Um a lot of people ask how they can help, and the first way that I always say is is non financial, just like you were saying. Share the story. It is has it has been our most powerful weapon against what is happening to us is the exposure. We knew when we stood up that we were going to get punched in the face, uh, and we were okay with that so long as we could show the world what these people were doing and what extent they would go to in order to preserve their power. So, um, 
doesn't matter who you are. Share the story. And most of my updates are on Instagram, um, and that's Ian Smith Fitness, but that is my handle across everything, Twitter, Gab, the whole nine yards. I'm going to check out that uh, pocket net as well. You ever use Mines? Cool. Yeah. No. I you should check out Mines. I co-founded it. It's awesome. I'll have, to t- I'll have to take a peek. But Ian Smith Fitness is where you can follow the story um, and, and share any videos. I try to update anytime there's anything major going on. Um, and then right in my bio there, there's a, a link to everything, the Attilus website. That's the Attilus Gym, um, and that's spelled A-T-I-L-I-S dot com. There is another Attilus Gym. They're not very fond of us, so don't go buy their T-shirts. Um, <laughs> so, um, But that's got all the information. If you want to support us, grab a T-shirt. If you want to donate, you can do that. And uh, and we just appreciate it. We really do. We're eight, eight months into this fight, and somehow we're still alive. Uh, you made a great point. Sharing is very, very important. I mean, it's one of the few ways that people see my content yeah. on youtube.com forward slash we are change. We're demonetized. We're not in the partner program. And seriously, that one little click, I tell my people, just scroll randomly, whoever DM'd you and just send them this video without comment. Uh, whether it's this video or my video, uh, you guys are a big part of this. I appreciate it. If you want to support me financially and my news organization, you can on wearechange.org forward slash donate. If you like the shirt I'm wearing and want to check out more of them, you can on wearechange.org forward slash shirts. But more than anything, it's imperative. You need to sign up on the email list on wearechange.org because that's the only way to really talk to you one-on-one without anyone standing in the way. So wearechange.org is the website. Thank you guys again so much. I am a gorilla. (laughs) Love yourself. And the shirt's available at timcast.com. Then click shop. Hey, I'm Ian Crossland. You can follow me on the internet at Ian Crossland. Um, Ian. Thanks for coming, man. This was really fun to meet you, actually. Thank you guys Good for having to see me. You, dude. Seriously. Um, did no one super chat about the COVID in the ice cream? <laughs> we, I, we did. I read them. Oh, you did? I was in the bathroom. Oh, okay. maybe, yeah. Um, I think I read like one or two. It, it's on the New York Post. So check out COVID ice cream, New York Post, I think is news guarded. Crazy story. Yeah. Crazy story. I want to go deeper on, on this because <laughs> maybe uh, if it's in the food supply, we don't have to wear masks as much. Wouldn't yeah. that be novel? Yeah. yeah. Be great. That'd be cool. Just limit ice cream Sundays and we'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Go vegan maybe for, for six months out of the year. I don't know. Oh, there you go. All right. Work. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. All right. And then I am over here in the corner pushing buttons. I am on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids, L-Y-D-S. And I'm also now on Gab at Real Sour Patch Lids because there is an imposter. She got my name before I did. I'm very, no, I'm just kidding. It's okay. She's allowed to keep it. But I am Real Sour Patch Lids on Gab. Follow me there. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Mines. And also, don't forget to check out PocketNet.app because they sponsored us. We're really grateful yeah. to that. And it sounds interesting. So I'll be checking that out. But uh, follow me at TimCast and check out my other YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. live with another exciting guest. And uh, we'll see you all then. Thanks for hanging out.